Hey, welcome to Real Talk, episode 202. I'm Todd, this is AJ, and we're back. What's up, folks? Thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Real Talk web series. I'm excited to be here, man, because for once, I actually have some sort of organization for something as far as my life. So, it'd be fun to talk about. There's a lot of, uh, there's a lot there, man. Yep. Listen, I either go one or two ways when it comes to an intro, okay? I either say something ridiculous or I say something that seems a little more normal, but still ridiculous. Either way, it's it's still ridiculous. So, hey, uh, we haven't been around for a while. So, <clears throat> we are excited to be back to talk to you guys and, I don't know, answer some really good questions. So, what's Real Talk? If you're tuning in for the first time on episode 202, that'd be interesting. Just an opportunity to talk about life, God, the Bible, and everything in between. We are often duplicated, but never replicated. Truth. And by often, I mean there literally is a show that has nearly copied everything about us. It's, it's true. Less than 50 miles away, 100 miles away. Less than well, 574. Anyway, <clears throat> not bitter. So uh, somewhere in the, the description of this episode, you will see a link that you can either copy and paste or click on, depending on if it's live or not. Mm-hmm. real-talk. If you click the link, go down to the bottom of the page, hit submit a question. You can submit a question, article, thought about Christianity, God, life, the Bible, or even possibly us, but typically about our faith as Christians. So maybe you have some, maybe you're a Christian, but you don't, you have some questions that you don't really have anyone in your life you feel comfortable asking. Maybe it's just because it's uncomfortable, or maybe you're just one of those kind of shy people that don't get the opportunity or feel comfortable asking a person. This is your chance to ask that question and get a good, well thought out answer. Or maybe you're a non Christian. And you're like, these questions are crazy. Well, oh, ask crazy, questions man. and you're interested in it. Well, good opportunity for that too. So if you click, uh, once that, click that link, submit a question, a button, I'm sorry, pull up a box, you'll tippity tap your uh, whatever it is into the box, hit mm-hmm. submit, and it goes into our database instantaneously, anonymously, and uh, we will answer it the best we can. That's right. So that's the gist of what our show is. We'll also talk a little bit about possibly some things going on in the world. And yeah, man, I think these conversations are important because uh, having people our generation talking and speaking on things from from our worldview is becoming rare and rare. It is, man. That's right. And, you know, one thing that you said for a long time that still reigns true is that if us as Christians, the Church of the Capital C, if we're not answering these questions or giving our best answer, the rest of the world's filling in the gaps with whatever else they're going to hear from the world. So we, if we have an opportunity to give give them some truth, man, why don't we take it up on you know take it up? So it's important. It's a big role we play. It is. It is. So that's it. That's the gist. Um, now before we catch up on our lives, I think it's important to address a few things. Okay. Because AJ. Despite what you believe, and frankly, what I believe at times, there are people that inexplicably listen to this show. You're right. Watch this show. And we have not been on for quite some time. True. Now, part of it, before that's not even what I'm going to talk about, because that's there's a bunch of things that go into that. We've done that, we've beat a dead horse here. I wanted to I want to discuss the obvious tension that people have noticed in this show for a long time. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're 202 episodes in. Frankly, if we were to do it every day, we'd probably be at two... We've missed a few. We'd probably be like 250. Who knows? Uh, probably not that many, but like 220. I was about to say 220 so, yep. you know, we've talked about this. Our, our, a church, the church that we attend sponsors this show. That's right. right. They're the ones who believe in this ministry, sponsor the show. And, and a lot of our 
our members and church family listen, but people outside of that do too. That's right, yep. Now, if you go back to the earlier episodes, which people have been doing lately, you'll see two guys that had no idea what they were doing, <laughs> but were having a good time doing it. It's true. And it's as time has went on, and age has sucked us of joy and <laughs> life, we have, we, you know, people notice tension between us mm-hmm. and sometimes just in general. And I think in the, what's the word I'm looking for? In um, the interest of being real. Yeah. We should probably discuss that. Because I feel like we lost a lot of people with how weird this, this uh, you know, we have been. And that includes me as well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what are your thoughts on that? So, to start off, I would say, because you, you bring up two points. You bring up tension in general and then tension just, like, say, between us. So, hey. I know that, uh, I'll, I'll guess I, I'd want to bring up just the tension in general. Yeah. So I know for me, um, you know, for those of you who've either listened for a long time or if you do say you go to the church, you know, and you know me. Um, AJ has a tendency to believe, by the way, that no one listens to this or watches this show outside the it's church. It's true. Which, it, even though you see that 30-some, I don't even know how many now, states and countries <laughs> and more listen to it, it's you true. only address the people in this small town in Indiana. So uh, <laughs> he even said it there. He goes, hey. You know, people and most of the people here that listen to the church. I just want to address the rest of you. We love you. We consider you part of our pod squad. It's true. You are part of anyway. it. I'm sorry I don't ever know yeah. you. <laughs> um, so, yes. So, if you are a fan of the show and, you're, and you don't go here and you're not from Indiana, I'm talking to you, too. Maybe you do know me more than some people would. Anyway. They They've listened to us. They know us. <laughs> so, yeah. so, you know that... This tension that, that for me personally, just in general, it's been from a, I'd say, a lack of security in who I know I am overall. If I had to put it briefly, like, I've been very insecure for a long time, and I've let a lot of lies dictate how I act, especially towards, like, Todd or towards the show. You know, I know for a lot... A lot of the time, I can be kind of 50-50 sometimes on whether I want to do the show or not, because a lot of the time... I'm just so wrapped up in, in, in being panicked and, and nervous and like, um, and just all these like trying to meet say expectations or trying to trying to do the show well. You know, I can I can kind of psych myself out and then I'm stressed and then you know and then I I lack confidence and when I lack confidence and I forget how to speak and normally mm-hmm. you know and not be and and then before you know it I'm trying to just. Pl- play catch up it's weird i feel like in one sense i'm playing catch up all the time and then in the other sense i am trying to get ahead like i'm trying to almost like the way i answer things or the way i respond to things i'm trying to almost like play a game of like well i want to make sure i answer this in a way where like i don't have to get questioned later and like instead Mm. of just being a real person and just like actually telling people where i'm at and like oh this is how it is or this is what i'm feeling or whatever it may be you know because and that's in, in the event of me doing that, that's me being AJ. So, like, you know, for a while, I just haven't been AJ. And so um, that's affected the way I act on this show, you know, and that has created tension in general. And it's also created tension with Todd because, like, it's interesting because I know it's probably hard on you, man, because, like, you've seen both sides of me. Like, you've seen the real AJ, but you've also seen this weird, like, caricature of me. And I'm sure it's frustrating. <laughs> so, like, you know, I guess that kind of addresses... I'd say that probably addresses the tension between me and you too at times is like, I know that 
I can find myself playing this weird caricature of myself instead of just being me. And I know that that could be frustrating because like that puts a lot of pressure on you because you know I'm not being myself. I mean, a couple things I would say about that to begin with. One, absolutely, there are times I feel pressure primarily because, you know, we there are things... I have a role outside of the show sometimes to provide oversight to different areas. Oh, yeah. And so we might have a hard discussion or stuff isn't ready, and we spend hours getting it ready, and then it's not ready, and then we go on the show, right? And, yep. And I have always said I'm not great about hiding how I feel. That's not a good thing, you know? Um, but <clears throat> that being said, I think, you know, I, I want to own part of my stuff, too. And the last couple of years, you know, it's funny. I don't even like to, to attribute it to this. But when I look at when things got weird... Mm-hmm. It was post time that the world was shut down for a time. I don't want to say the word because we inevitably get banned. You get what I'm saying? No, I, I'm so with you. You guys know what I mean. Two zero dash 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 two zero mm-hmm. that year. Yep. Um, and I, I don't know if there's anything like I'm not sure if even I don't want to say that. Because part of me says that sounds like an excuse, but when I look at it, there is something. It wasn't necessarily during it. It was post. Coming out of it. Yeah. Now, I will say this. I had a lot of change in a short amount of time. Yes, you did. And when I think about that, I don't believe that I res- I handled it great. Um, <clears throat> and I think sometimes, certainly, my stress level contributed to you being nervous because... Even if I'm not angry, I certainly know that when I am stressed, I can come off that way. Mm. You know, and if you're a person by your own admission, you're not a huge fan of what you consider to be conflict anyway. Not that no, anyone is. Not but a you fan. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I, I'm a guy who would. I don't think much rather a fan, not. but you know what I mean. Yeah, I get you. Anxious. Very. <laughs> um, so I think that's part of it too. Um, and you know, we've done the show. Things happen in seasons. Mm. in in life and in organizations and got to a point where if this show just becomes a format and and you brought this up before a few episodes ago that more organized we got it seems like we lost some stuff too yeah and i think and 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 there's probably a happy medium between the two agreed there has to be right it's just us here and people are tuning in to be entertained which is probably more of the way it used to be mixed with questions right because i think we've always asked the questions that come from the link yeah but in having the format, you know, we're human beings. Me, you, fun turn behind the camera. It can become kind of formulaic, meaning it just becomes a formula that we do. And when you do that enough, it can sort of be easy to fall into a rut. Oh, absolutely. And if you fall into a rut, if you know the, th- the three of us in this room right now, all three people, we don't do well with ruts. We don't do well with doing the same thing over and over again. That's not who we are. No. You know, we're not, we are probably not operating fully in, in being tr- who we are when we're in those moments. So Agreed. I think, I, I, I guess I'm rambling enough to say, I think that's been part of it too, is just this idea of like, blah, 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 blah. Like, that's just how we do it. And I don't know, man, we're just all stressful people. A lot's changed since we started the show. It's true. And I, I definitely agree with Even you. Even in our lives. Yes. I'm about to blow my nose. I'm going to pull it away, but I'm sorry. <laughs> I definitely agree, man. Like, especially with the whole, you know, 20 dash, 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 uh, 20, uh, that thing, you know, that happened. I think that you're right, man. Post, post event, um, I would say that you're right. I think something did change, man. And that's something that even to this day, I don't know if I've ever fully, like, truly processed what happened and, like, how that, that could affect me. 
you know? Like, but it's funny because when things happen and you're in life and, and they change you, I don't know about you guys, but I don't tend to realize that until like so much longer later. Like even like using like my parents' divorce as as an example, you know, I was nine years old when that happened and I don't think I even fully understood slash processed how that could have formed the way I act until even now. I still don't fully think I've gotten like I've, I've understood that entirely. So like, you know, and that's when I was nine and I'm 28, you know? So it's like, I don't know, man. I think you're right. I definitely agree that I would say that was probably the beginning. And you know what's funny, dude, is it's almost like creepy, the foreshadowing you even said on one of our episodes. It might be the infamous one that has the the name in it. <laughs> you know, when we first talked about it, um, you you specifically said that, you know, this is going to show the true cracks in in life really like in, in reality like you're gonna start seeing the cracks in church you're gonna start seeing the cracks in people and like dude i think like you know that came true even in in, in the sense of us and the show <laughs> you know which is so strange and creepy that I, th- I think that was some like insane foreshadowing that you did so i definitely agree that that is definitely when i try to think back about a time where this weirdness could have started. I definitely say post that. You're right. Because in it, it wasn't bad still. You're right. I don't think it started then. I think it was just afterwards when, when you know, society was trying to come back to normal and all that, that I think that's when things started to get funky. I wonder why that is. I, I don't know, man. But I don't want to blame on all of that. Some of it's just our inability to handle things. Oh, absolutely. Which, you know, people out there are like, well, why are you telling us to do stuff that you struggle to do? That's exactly why we tell you. Yep. You know, when you're not doing the things as believers that God has told us to do or not being as diligent or get distracted, that affects it too. And both of our admission, sorry, I'm way far away. Our, both of us have said at times that, you know, we've been distracted and not doing the things we need to do to stay healthy spiritually. Absolutely. So when you're not healthy spiritually, that affects your emotions, it affects everything. So hopefully, guys, all that to say is that we're going to keep, keep going. That's right, man. You're going to keep trucking. No, I will say this. I don't want to say a challenge. I'm not supposed to say challenge when you talk to the public because they get upset. <laughs> but I really need you guys. We need your support. We need you to be vocal and liking the show. We need you to share. We need you to stop hiding the fact that you're fans. And I mm. mean that um, because our goal is not to do this. It's going to sound crazy just for you. We want to reach the people that need this that aren't listening. And in order to do that, we need people that are passionate about it because if we are our own advocates, it's like we're begging for our own bread, as it were, right? Yeah. We need you guys to start being more passionate. And we're talking about the people that don't go to this church, that aren't in Indiana. Do you share this with people, or are you embarrassed for some reason because you don't want to be associated with the faith, or you don't want to be associated with the show in some capacity, right? Mm-hmm. Or you just don't take it seriously, but you can be a part of that. You know, we have people that financially donate to the show by being one of our real ones that get some stuff, but you don't just have to do that. You can support the show and the movement, right, to have these discussions, to have real talk by sharing and being passionate about what we're trying to do mm. and modeling it in your own faith community. So <clears throat> that's something I will ask as we try to get our stuff together. We want you guys to get your stuff together and start being as passionate about the show as you used to be. And let's get, let's beat the system, right? Let's overcome the the banning and the shadow, that's all real stuff. Yeah. And let's get back to it, right? Because social media in general has topics that are not as popular as others, and some of that's just humanity, but some yeah. of it is 
you know, the what is pushed and what isn't. So let's 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 take it up a notch, huh? All it's good, us. man. You're right, because like at the end of the day, like you guys are just as big of a part of this ministry as we are. Like without you guys listening, without you guys sharing it, like we can never Sorry, we can never um, like get anywhere with that. We can never expand. We can never reach people that we're trying to. So you're right, man. It's so important. Good stuff, dude. Love that. Sorry, everyone. Now, never mind. I lost my thought. I had something else, but I forgot. <laughs> Man, you lost it between the word now and then mm-hmm. it's like half a millisecond. I know, dude. That's my brain. <laughs> it was my phone. I apologize. Oh, you're fine. All right. Well, let's just catch up on our lives. You got anything you want to share, talk about, et cetera, et cetera? Yeah. So, like I said at the beginning of the show in my intro piece, uh, I did have a little bit of organization of telling people what my life is like. So, the first thing I want to start with is my schedule in general. I've um, been trying to work on a more consistent schedule, especially with working. Um, you know, been trying to, you know, have like set hours for stuff now. Um, well, I shouldn't say stuff, specifically work um, that I am trying to adhere to. Um, haven't been the best at it. Still getting, you know, trying to get better at that, trying to readjust because, you know, it's it's interesting. I went from, you know, earlier in life, I went from this, you know, like a like a quote nine to five regular hour kind of a job to, um, you know, kind of getting to have my own hours and do what I, you know, wanted to do. I didn't really handle that well. So kind of going back to that format now, it's been it's been an adjustment. It's been kind of hard. Um, so that's one thing. Um, I actually wanted to share some scripture. Uh, it was from 1 Corinthians 10, 31 to 33 um, that I read. It's, uh, Therefore, whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for God's glory. Give no offense to the Jews or the Greeks or the church of God, just as I also try to please all people in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, so that they may be saved. And the reason why I wanted to, to uh, read that to you guys is just for my life, you know, I can tend to be a people pleaser. And uh, in those times, I'm not living out of strength in my faith. I'm living out of my own fear. And so, like, when I read that verse, it made me think about, you know, being all things to all people. And, you know, I know for me, I can justify being all things to all people as, like, just letting things go or, you know, or, you know, agreeing with something when you shouldn't, that kind of thing. And I realized, like, that is not, that is not what that means. And so, um, it actually kind of poses a question is, how do you be all things to all people? Like, how do you do that? You know, and, and biblically. I think you need to have the verse up if you're going to talk about it. Mm. Yeah, because the context is important, you know, um, and what Paul really meant by that. Yes, I'm going to pull it up now, because <laughs> I so, didn't have that up. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to speak into this. We've talked about it because what motivates you is so much different than what motivates me. <clears throat> so sometimes it's hard to relate to you in this area. This is one area that's harder for me to relate to you. Mm. I can certainly relate to, to to not doing stuff that you need to do. But as far as, as being motivated, you know, I don't know. You're just different than me. And I'm different than you. So, and you're right, dude. I think that I, I tend to, I don't know. That, that's actually, I'm glad you brought that up because one thing that I'm still honestly trying to discover is like um, what does motivate me, which I know that sounds kind of weird, but like, you know, I tend, I tend to, you know, especially with this weird funk I've been in for a long time, like I tend to have a hard time understanding what motivates me. Um, I know that, you know, when I was in a healthier mindset, I think that I tend to, I tend to enjoy when I can help people. 
you know, so like motivate one of my motivations, I think, is to help people. So like in this case, being all things to all people intrigued me because I was like, okay, that does strike the part in my heart where I want to be able to help people. And I was like, so like, how can I do that without like giving into those like parts of me that are like cowardly and like want to like not quote rock the boat when you need to, you know, but um, the verse uh, I think this is the right one. It's First Corinthians nine nineteen through twenty three. He says, "Though I am free and belong to no one, I've made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became one under the law, though I myself am not under the law, so as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law, though I am not free from God's law. I am under Christ's law, so as to win those not having the law. To the weak, I became weak to the win to win the weak." I have become all things to all people so that all possible means I might have I might save some. I do this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. So like you know when he talks about like I become like a Jew, um I become like one who's under the law and one who's not under the law. It's like I guess for me my question is is like when he's when he says those things is he trying to find like level ground with him for lack of a better word yeah pretty much i mean look at the context for he says starting at verse 15 for my part i've used none of these rights <clears throat> you'd have to go read the rest about who he is as an apostle etc um none of these rights nor have i written these things that they may be applied in my case for it would be better for me to die than for anyone to deprive me of my boast for if i preach the gospel i have no reason to boast because i'm compelled to re- preach and woe to me if I do not preach the gospel. For if I do this willingly, I have a reward. But if unwillingly, I am entrusted with a commission. Mm. What then is my reward to preach the gospel and offer it free of charge and not make full use of my rights in the gospel? So, <clears throat> And then he goes, although I am free from all and not anyone's slave, I've made myself a slave to everyone in order to win more people. Right there's the key, to win more people. <clears throat> the message never changes. But you know, when he's speaking to a Jew, the context of the gospel message is preached the the. The gospel message is preached the same regardless, but his manner of communicating it may be different depending on who he's talking to. Mm. Does this make sense? Absolutely. So yes. the way you can apply that is, <clears throat> yeah, I, I, you said a good way, word for it, finding level ground. Um, you know, if I'm talking to <clears throat> a professor, I don't know, of some something, and I'm talking to... Uh, I don't know, a migrant worker. Yeah. You know, from a, the, I may speak to them about the gospel differently, even though the message of the gospel stays the same. And that's what Paul's saying. He's, I'm willing to be what I need to be, right? And talk to people the way I need to talk to and relate to them the way I need to relate to them in order for them to hear the truth. So does that make sense? Absolutely. So then, yeah. in the context, what are you asking as far as its application? Mm. <clears throat> for me, I, mean, I, I think, I do think the message of I, the idea of, well, go ahead. Sorry. Like, how do I, so, like, I guess, like, you know my life a little bit. Like, how do I become all things to all people in my life? You know, so, like, I think about, like, I have, like, my family, for example. You know, a lot of them are not believers. Like, how, how can I become all things to them to get them to, like, hear the gospel or, like, to hear, like, for them to better understand it? Or, like, how, how do I become all things to all people, say, even for, like, people, like, say, that go to the, to or to the church that we, that sponsors the show, right? Like, how, how can I do that without without, um, I guess, for me, I tend to bend as far as, like, in situations where I feel like I need to push, you know? Well, I think you're mixing this verse up a little bit. I don't think Mm. it means become everything to everyone all the time. 
That's not possible. He's talking specifically about the message of the gospel and how to communicate it. But relating to people, you know what I mean? So I guess I'm, I'm it seems like our, you're, you're sort of taking this verse to back up your question. And maybe I'm wrong. So what's your actual question? Take out the verse for a second. What's okay. the question? The question's like, how do I, how do I continue to, uh, how do I continue to like be consistent? I suppose, for lack of a better word, like how do I continue to be consistent in who I am as a person while being able to like speak with many? Does that make sense? Like speak with many as far as like different backgrounds. Whether the believer, I guess or not. I don't. I don't. Sorry, I'm not being rude. I don't understand the question. Like, mm. what are you struggling? Like, how does this relate to the topic for you? Of you, it's like it's part of your struggle. Sometimes is that what you're saying? It, yes, it's part of like because then I can tend to either like, you know, I can give into like that part of me. It's like we'll just fit in. Don't be you, or mm. like, or I can have like, or I mean, sometimes I won't even get there. Sometimes I, I'll just flee. You know, like I'll just want to run away because I'm like, well, you know, I don't. I don't fit into that or I, you know, I am not good enough. You know, like I just, and then I, I, I flee. Versus what? If you were doing whatever you're talking about perfectly, what would that be? I think it'd be going into those situations and like being able to confidently speak to people, no matter their background or, you know, and like, and being able to keep the mission in mind and not lose it. Like, don't just like, don't, don't just like adhere to what they want to hear, but like actually like be on mission with them, whether they're a believer or not. Yeah, I, I kind I'm having a hard time genuinely understanding like <laughs> <clears throat> how this is relating to what your problem is. Mm. So you know, I'm not trying to be rude. I just no. don't want to bullcrap either. I don't understand what you're asking me because it seems, you know, what are you asking me? How how do you keep you you kind of keep describing something, but I don't know what. What you're saying, what the what the what the problem is, like what mm. is the actual problem? I have a hard time talking to people. Like, what are you saying? You get what I mean? What's the problem that you're dealing with? Like, I have a hard time consistently like giving people like the gospel. Does that make sense? How does that relate to the you sharing about your life? Did I miss that part? Or oh, because like I read like that 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 verse, and then made me think about my own life and like how like, so, I so you just. Well, I think what happened here is you were speed talking. So you went from one topic to the next. Is that what happened genuinely? Like you were talking about, hey, you know, um, my job and me trying to adjust to a new life. And then you went right into this completely different topic. Is that, uh, is that right? Yeah. So like the verse had nothing to do with that part. With the... With you trying to adjust to a new schedule. Yeah, that had nothing to do with that. Bro, I think if you go back and listen to this, it's going to sound like they're the same thing. <laughs> My man. Yeah. You know I mean, because I didn't like sometimes I this is an example of what I mean by this kind of weird sometimes. Sometimes I think when you share about your life on the show, and it, it's hard for me because like I'm probably gonna look like a jerk to people, but like you're in this weird hurry. And then I, it all sounds like one question, and then I literally was trying to relate it to your struggle to do your job. Oh and the adjustment. Am I wrong here, Funter? Did I miss something, or is that kind of what it's because I maybe I did. No, that's exactly what happened. It just was. It just was all rolling together, okay. and it did. So there it, wasn't it was like a the, segue. Yeah, you didn't no. even kind of pause a breath. So I'm not frustrated. I just want you to know that's why I didn't understand. Because I was trying <laughs> Dude, to go. How does so this relate sense. to you and your schedule? That makes so much sense. So why it was confusing. So you were saying, "Hey, I'm struggling with something in my schedule." But hey, you know what else? Unrelated. I read this verse, and it made me start thinking about this. 
Yes, that gotcha. that was true. Yeah, that was me switching switching gears. Gotcha. Okay. So sorry that That's I, I okay. did not. Maybe other people. Maybe I'm the only one. Genuinely, I. Um, well, this is gonna sound terrible now. So the verse you're talking about was, okay. So see, why don't you just say this part of <laughs> the actual sentence you wrote? That makes way more sense. People oh. pleasing versus, or did you? Because I, I don't. Did. Okay, yeah. Because I guess I didn't catch that in the midst. Yeah. So you're so completely different topic. <laughs> you're just asking is <laughs> yeah, what you yeah. read. How do you not people please and continue to be strong in your faith? Because sometimes you'll either want to flee it or you'll kind of just go along with it, even if you don't agree with it. Exactly. Oh. Which made me think about how do I? And then that poses my other question right. I asked, which is like, how do I become all things to all people? Then, because like. <clears throat> I tend to like that. That's my the difference between that and being a wishy washy person, kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's a good question, man. I don't, I don't know. I think first off, I think you got to know who you are, and I mean that. And I don't mean what do you think? What do you believe in a certain situation? And mm. sometimes, we, sometimes, dude, like I don't. There are things I don't agree with with people, or maybe are different than me that I don't necessarily feel strong enough about to take a stand in that moment. So say, um, like, pick your battle, sort of thing. Kinda, yeah, kinda. But I guess I don't even view it as pick your battle because I don't even have a desire to to like. There's no point, you know. Mm. If someone says pizza is the best food in the world, I don't necessarily feel like I need to engage it. It's not me being fake to go. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because like I don't care about pizza being their favorite food. I think if you're talking about the moments when you know you should speak up and you don't, uh, that comes back to a confidence thing. And if you can't be confident in your confident in yourself, the beauty of Christianity when we're living in our places. It's not your words you're being confident in. It's Jesus's. It's God's. Mm. So, you know, what are you? I think also you got to ask yourself, what's your real motivation? Do you want to be liked by everyone? Is mm. that your actual desire? I don't know the answer to that, but in people in general, because yeah. if you live your life to be liked by everyone, you're going to be anxious all the time and constantly disappointed because people are, it doesn't matter what you do. Someone's not going to like you. That's true, man. Which, and which I, it sounds so simple. Because we've been told that since we were kids, but it, but we don't actually internalize that and go, okay, if that's true, man, that one, it's kind of sad, and we got to accept it. That no matter what I do, there's certain people that no matter what I do are not going to like me or be pleased with what I do. And that's, that's not true, necessarily man. a reflection of who I am as much as it is a reflection of who they are. No, you're right because like, oh, if that helps, it'll I, no, it definitely helps because like, you're right. I don't think I really have a, like, I don't think I really have taken that into account like that. Like, truly, because I've heard that. You're right. I have heard that a lot in my life. But yeah, I, don't, I don't like being disliked either, man. Everyone thinks that. I, mm-hmm. I really get sad. Even, you know, sometimes the things I get most flack about beyond my mistakes in my life or when I literally just preach the Bible as is. I come back to this all the time. I'll never forget when we said a year ago or whatever it was, almost a year, when that local pastor had an mm-hmm. issue where he... It was national news, right? Yep. 16-year-old girl who, you know, 20, 10 years, 15 years later came out, or 20 years, I think, yep. and said, hey, this is what happened, and you remember, it was all big. Yep, I do remember. And I remember exactly all I said. All I said was that my main point was that, hey, we don't know all the facts yet, because this is when it first came out. We, it was kind of a reaction. It was. It was. <clears throat> but yeah. all I, the, the thing I do remember saying is, hey, all I know is this. Is it possible that guy knew Jesus and sinned? Yes. And even if not, God wants him to be saved as much as he does the person that he hurt. And I specifically said what was done was wrong and evil and sinful, but that God wants him to be saved too and that we can pray for both of them. And we got literally the biggest att- one of the biggest attempts to cancel us we ever got. It's true. Right? Yep. People trying to bring up my past in the, that had nothing to do with it. It was just a real 
hateful time, right? Oh, yeah. And I, I bring that up to say, that wasn't even my words. That was God. God, that is a biblical thing. God wants to save those people, too. Absolutely. And if they if if they can't be redeemed, then we don't... If there's a line of what can be redeemed, then the gospel message that we talk about in Christianity, we don't actually believe. So <sighs> anyway, the point being is that it's scary, man. It's scary to not be liked because... It is a, scary. Sometimes people don't like you, and that stinks, and they leave you alone. But sometimes they don't like you, and they go out of the way to destroy you or talk poorly of you, and that's mm-hmm. scary. I think I'm very fearful of that. Well, that's, that's being honest. Yeah, I think I'm very fearful of that, like, being destroyed. Like, like they won't just let it go. Yeah. I'm I'm fearful the time I, I run into somebody <clears throat> that, like, will, like, try <clears throat> to do that. Yeah. You know, because, like, for me, you know, like, if I'm honest, like, a lot of my life, especially, like, like when I was younger, like, I I definitely only wanted to be liked. I didn't want people to not like me. I'd do anything I could to not to like be, like to like not not be liked, you know. And um, you know, e- even as far as like I'd have a reputation as n- being the guy who didn't have an opinion on anything. Mm. Like I would just be like, "Yep, that's I'd listen to either side of whatever and I didn't have a stance." <laughs> so like, you know, and cuz they therefore either side did not like me. So like you yeah, know, isn't that crazy? You mm-hmm. tried to be neutral, and yeah, you still got people upset. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's weird, man. So, like, I definitely have that side of me that definitely still has a hold on me. Like, I, you know, so when it comes to people-pleasing, that's why I wrote that down. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm definitely a people-pleaser still because, like, there is a large part of me that still believes in, like, I do want to be liked, and that's it, which is hard because I know that this faith that I believe in and the walk that it that it that belongs to it is like, it is the complete opposite of that. It is standing up for truth. It is making people, you know, uncomfortable with, with what you stand on. Like, you know, it is not backing down. It is telling people where you're at and what you actually believe in, in the midst of them being the complete opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's what it is. You know, that's what Jesus says. You know, you know, they, they're going to hate you, you know? And it's like, because they hated me first. And it's like, man, Mm. so like, you know, I, I'm fully aware that being a Christian is the opposite of that. But yeah, I find myself so often in that old state of like, I just want to be liked, man. And it's like, but I know that's not what this is. <laughs> and it's hard. Well, it is really hard. And that's the crazy thing, man, is people. And if you haven't experienced it yet, I don't know. I mean, I know a lot about your life, but there are times you're literally trying to do good and love people. And they find a way to hate you for that. Yeah, because that that's, relates to Jesus. Jesus yes. said that, you know, it's they, not in the way they want it, or it's they not. hated me, they'll hate you too. Yep, you know, that whole that whole thing, and that's absolutely. True. So I don't know, man. I think that I think you just have to let go. Of the best advice to give you is is don't worry about worry about being loving and kind, but don't worry about being liked because you can't control that. That's the part you can't control. That's good, man. And also, like another thing, came to mind as you were talking was like. Again, I think it's kind of a selfish mindset too. Like I'm more, I'm more worried about being liked than I am loving this person right now because really loving this person isn't just accepting what they say, but it's giving them truth. You know, and like that is love. So like I don't know, man, that for me that's that's definitely like a major that that's a major thing that I need to realize is like cuz I tend to not think that way. I tend to think more like passively in the sense of like oh you know like yeah like this is a battle in my life like it's not selfish but it is Mm -hmm. selfish so like i have to be willing to face that 
and in those times need to feel the weight of like, yeah, man, like you're being selfish and care more about your own comfort than other people's eternity. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dang. So like, I don't know, man. Yeah. So I appreciate you speaking into it, man. Cause like, it does make me see that. And like, I, that I need to take into account like those times I am being selfish and like, I need to face that. And like, cause when I can face that's when I can finally move past it and like, okay, like, yeah, like I am selfish in those times. You mean in the, in the desire to be liked? Yes. Yeah. Instead of caring about what, you know, instead of loving people. It's so, hard, like, man. And sometimes, like, you don't always have to, <clears throat> I don't know, man. I, I I do think what you said earlier in general is also a phrase and not something that, or is also useful and not something that I do well, and that is pick your battles. Mm. Sometimes there's even things that it's not our battle to fight in that moment, even if mm. the person's wrong. And I, but I think in your case, you probably would use that to justify never doing that. And so I was about to yeah. say, I was going to say, yeah. I can use pick your battles as an excuse to not ever battle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. That's what's so interesting, man. Everyone's just, I don't know, everyone's on a journey and like everybody, like, you know, there's these different sides of the spectrum that people fall on. And it's just, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. It's beautifully messy. That's life, man. You're right. <laughs> scary, and I, I yes. think what you said was really honest. Like, I'm scared of, I'm scared of that happening. I am. As far as I, I am absolutely terrified of somebody just like trashing me publicly. I hate that because then, like, I don't. And know. even if you defend your, because you can't do much. If you defend yourself, you look guilty. If you don't it's defend true. yourself, you look guilty. Yep, you're right, and like that's which and is then, one and part of cancel culture. That's what they. That's it's a that trap. feeling is is what they use. Uh huh. It sucks. Uh-huh. <laughs> And the truth is, every single human on this earth has something that is worthy of being canceled in their eyes. Mm. It's just a matter of whether it comes out. That's good. You know? <clears throat> so, yeah. That's kind of like, I don't know, that that was the question, you know, I read that, and like that's what it kind of made me think about. Um, but it's cool, man, because it, it's interesting, because like, it made me think about those things, and like, I guess this would be the last thing I share, is like, um, it led me to like, the just all I wrote down was, God doesn't leave you ever. Mm. And like, what does it actually mean to me? Like, you know, in, in, in a time where life is very hard right now for me and like, I'm having to face all these, all this sin I do like, Mm. man, like he's still here and that's beautiful. And I don't appreciate that very much. Like, and I need to, like, I don't take into account that, he knew this is where I was going to be, and he, and he still loves me just as much as the times I was doing it right. And I'm like, man, that's wild. So, like, I don't know. That's the beauty in our faith, too, though, is, like, you know, breaking it down back to the baseline of what all this is, is I'm just a sinner saved by grace, man, and, like, Amen. he's still here. So I don't know. That's where it led me to, which is cool. And, like, anybody listening that is, like, in a hard place in life or, like, you know you have this area that you you just either don't want to face. Like, God's still there. Even when you don't want to face it, like, he's still faithfully, <laughs> like, chasing after you. He has his arms wrapped around you. Like, he's still there. So That's it's good. okay. Amen. It's okay to be, you know, it's okay to have those areas, but you have to be willing to face them, too. You can't just keep running. It's crazy because once you stop running and look and look, like he's there. <laughs> so I don't know. So that that's kind of where it led me. So, you know, even though like it's hard, like it's still beautiful and like it is good, you know. Yeah, that's 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 what's hard is that something so hard so good can be so hard. Yes. And it would be the temptation. 
to be bland and vanilla and not offend everyone is so tempting. It is tempting. And that's how our church, I think a lot of well-intentioned people have, have justified doing that, right? Softening, diluting the truth. Yes. Because they don't, and I don't blame them, the humanists of this, they don't want to offend people or have to fight or have to face the possible persecution that comes with that. You know? You're right, man. Like, you don't want to face that. And then that even, you know. And I don't either. <laughs> and, and then <laughs> I know? think. The, the persecution from the church, by the way, is is scary, by the way, quote, church, is scarier to me than even by the world. Right oh, now. I know in other countries that's not the case, right? Because sure, but in the America. The true church is there, and they're threatening to kill. But in our country, the line between, you know, there's a lot of world that's, that's wrapped in um, wrapping paper called church that isn't probably part of the body of Christ, but they have a loud voice. Yeah. You know, and that's scary. Oh, absolutely, man. There's definitely a culture of uh, witch hunt in the church today, and mm. I don't see that in the New Testament or in the Bible, that that's what God wants us to do, but that's, mm. you know, there's an entire Christian, a big, huge section of Christian social media is based around judging, critiquing, and, quote, rooting out, quote, wolves, you know. Yep. Um, it's true. They call them, quote, discernment ministries. Yep. And I just, I don't know. I struggle with that, man. I just don't see that being what is modeled. You know what's strange? It just hit me as like, kind of makes you wonder if the world in a way kind of learned what cancel culture is from the church. Oof, that's good, man. <laughs> Did good. we influence cancel culture as the church in a way because we of how, have, how, how they've seen us, how we treat each other? We've certainly added to it. I, mm-hmm. think. So, I don't know. Anyway. <clears throat> but, no, thanks for like, I don't know, thanks for saying stuff, man, because like, and like speaking into that because it, it does like make me feel like okay like there is hope man and like there is like mm-hmm. life is hard but like that's what he said you know if life can be lived to the full if the Bible tells me that it's possible doesn't mean I doesn't mean it's gonna be easy I think sometimes I want I want life to the fullest to be easy and that's just not reality mm. <laughs> so mm. you know it's good man I have to look past that and see that like God knows what full is and I have to be willing to follow that and I I will be fulfilled. <laughs> so it's good, but thanks for speaking into that. Yeah, man. yeah. How good. about you, dude? How 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 are you doing? Well, I, I know we, it's been a while. So been a while. What? <laughs> like since we <laughs> since we filled people in. So oh yeah. Before I do that, yeah, I need to make a special call. I got a call in the middle of the show. Found out it was Daisy. Faced. Oh. So we're gonna do that right now live because I'm not gonna get to earlier. That's that's sweet. We'll see how it goes. This is a very. Exciting we may have to call. cut it all, <clears throat> but then I'll explain because this is certainly part of my life. By the way. Uh oh, Daisy Gracie. If you're hi, hi, Jerry. hi. <laughs> Can I have a kiss? She's just showing me her shark right now. Set. Give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's sweet. Thank you. You're a cutie. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Hi, <gasps> baby shark. She's got her shark on here. She loves baby sharks. Dude, I love it. What is it? You wondering what that thing is? <gasps> She's been weirdly quiet. What's wrong? Hi. Miss you. Thank you. She's trying to hand me her shark. Aw. I miss you too. Hi. <laughs> She's like, I'm just I love you. She's just trying to hand me, hand me the shark. 
Yeah. Oh. It's a good smile. All right. Well, hey, I got to go. Hi. There it is. Hi. I got to go. Bye. No. <laughs> Bye. Hi. Bye. You guys hear that? That's her singing. That's her. Hi. Hi. Bye. Bye. Hi. Bye. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> she just keeps saying hi. Hi, Daisy Gracie. Uh, bye. Bye. Hi. Bye-bye. Bye. bye. You got to say bye. <laughs> Love you. Bye. Bye. She's grumpy about that. Bye. Oh. I haven't seen her today. Bye. It's funny. Anyway, that is the sweetest thing, man. It's when she goes, no. <laughs> yeah, sorry, folks, but not sorry. Because I like my daughter. Sorry, I'm not, not gonna. Sorry, see, I'm not gonna see her probably like right until right before bed. Today's yeah, a long man. day for me. So anyway, beyond that, um, <laughs> for those that are still here, yeah, I don't know, man. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. Um, Absolutely. Trying to, and some people ask some questions in here that I'm gonna kind of save. Uh, answering that, what to f- f- share? One of the things I think I'm going to share is mm-hmm. actually sort of a failure, but I think it might be encouraging to people. So, as you guys know, I was on a diet. I lost 20 pounds, mm-hmm. 20 pounds earlier, and then I kind of that was February, and I then I put back on. Um, I'm trying to think for like eight, and that just happens, man. Sometimes, and like I'm back on that, and I guess I want to encourage you guys that sometimes that kind of stuff of getting healthy and journey and and trying to lose weight and, and all those things can be kind of an up and down thing. And, and I get it. You can get discouraged and want to quit. So I just want to encourage you, if you're out there doing that and you feel like, you know, man, I just keep failing. Hey, I'm right there with you. Let's get back up. Let's keep going. Let's let's hit mm. our goal. So I'm back on That's that. That's good, man. Um, lost a pound since I've kind of been back on it. So we'll see. Already, already, man. But it's pretty discouraging when you're down 20. And you put it, on, it makes sense. I can see why it would be discouraging. On, put on eight, yep. I think. Yeah. Yeah, lose so, 20, put on eight. But hey, it's you know what, man? Like cling to the fact like you've already lost one already. And this yeah. is brand new. Like you're back on it. Well, just it's recently. been about yeah, about a week and a half. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, so there's that. Just want to share that because I don't want to always just everything's perfect. Um <laughs> far from it. So I guess I have a couple of things. One's more serious and well, they're both serious, but mm-hmm. one is about me. And it's I guess I'll go with that because it's sort of a segue from what you shared. <clears throat> I've recognized that a lot of my, I don't want to use the word bitterness, man. I hate the word bitterness because I think it's overused and bitterness mm. is very serious. And I'm not sure it's even bitterness, but a lot of my lack of passion lately, even on the show, is I, I know, and there's probably some wiser Christians, you know, fathers and mothers in the faith that have been in a long time that have went through these things. But I mean, one of those times, man, when it's, it's hard it's hard to to see the positive in our faith sometimes. Um, oh yeah, Christian culture and you shared some of it is so disgusting, and I'm just gonna say it. Christian popular culture is so disgusting, and there's so many things that are so discouraging about the way that we do things, and the voices that we listen to, and the culture that we've created. 
And I was telling Blake and you guys last night, I think maybe you were in the room, but I was sharing with production guy Blake, and one of the things I said, maybe, I, maybe neither of you were listening, but it's <laughs> so hard, even for me, to not get swept up into what popular Christianity tells you is true. Okay, and I'm not even necessarily, popular Christianity to me is not just the sort of uh, liberal, progressive Christianity that is completely deluding truth. It's also the other side that says, you know, true Christians do this and we don't sin and those that sin are condemned and, you know, blah, blah. You know, that, you know what we're talking Oh, yeah. The fear-based yep. faith. And it's hard for me not to get sucked up into it, man. And sometimes I can get confused. So, for instance, there's no condemnation in Christ, right? That's yep. Romans 8.1, and that sounds so simple. But it's easy for me to start condemning myself by thinking of the things that I've done. But here's the real truth. The things I do. I sin. I sin this week. I, I do things that make me ashamed and make me, you know, feel bad. And then what's hard is you start to go, well, there's no way that God can still use me, to say, to preach his word or do a cool show like this, knowing what I am. And if, it, and if what I did got out, and I'm not even talking about, we all have it. I'm not going to talk about something illegal or anything like that. That's not what I mean. And I yeah. shouldn't even have to say that, but I do because of that culture. But anything yeah. that I do, right? Mm-hmm. Not anything, but a lot. Like if it comes out, then you know you, and you would be quote disqualified, and then God must be behind that if that were allowed to happen. And so then you start to think that's how God views it, and then you can get sucked into this culture of hiding. And I've talked about this before, right? Well, mm-hmm. maybe if I'm good for a couple weeks, I won't be afraid anymore, and that means I'm in the clear. Mm. And the truth about that is if that were true, meaning our sins that we do, right? If I took your worst moment, even this week, your shameful thing, put it on a big screen for everyone to see in the church with a capital C with no context, they'd probably want to throw you out. That's just how Christian, just how it is. You're right, man. Or at least that's how the leaders try to portray it, that that's what would happen. Yeah, it's fear, fear fear-based. Fear-based, yeah. And it's hard for me to even get sucked into that, not get sucked into that, man. Oh, yeah, it leaks everywhere. So I put that, I take that, and then I started thinking about in general, because I still sin, man. I sin a lot, and I do things that are so contrary to what I say I believe. Truly contrary. So let's just make an example. Say that I, I believe in forgiving people. This yeah. is just an easy one, and everybody's going to go, oh, I'd do that. Yeah, but really think about it. And yet, I don't forgive someone, let's say. That's so crazy if you think about it. That, that the mind can justify sin to the point that you end up truly living out of something that you say you don't believe. Am I making sense? No, it's like, it's like you... No, I get you. It's like you're saying like you become so numb to, this, to, to, the, to the sin that it's justifiable that it's not that bad or it's yeah. not a sin. Yeah. Like, like you're just well, so used to it. I wouldn't say it. it's justifiable it's not a sin because I know it's a sin. Mm-hmm. That's, not, that's, that's what's scary, mm-hmm. that I can know something's a sin. And still do and it. And do it. Even in the middle of it, know it's a sin. Mm-hmm. I and see then, you know, saying. Paul says that I do what I don't want to do and don't do what I want to do. And So there's a lot, if it seems kind of, confusing it's because it's probably a little confusing to me so on the one hand i just if i lived in the truth of the bible itself take out what people think Mm -hmm. i don't know if i would ever be really scared in it because you're right i mean i probably would because it's hard to believe god forgives me and loves me the way that he does based on who i am right Mm -hmm. we have no earthly example of someone excuse me 
<clears throat> loving us despite the fact that we act, we, we slap them in the face, right, symbolically, over and over and over again. Yep. But he does that. But, you know, the Bible says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I believe that's 1 John 1, 9. That's a beautiful verse. Oh, absolutely. Right? Over and over again. Or Jesus saying in John 14, 15, I don't remember exactly off the top of my head, but um, maybe 16, but that he won't let us go. Man. That nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know, told him, I believe that's Romans. And all those things are so cool and beautiful, and we quote them to each other, but we don't really treat each other like that. I don't really treat people sometimes like that it's possible for them to do things that aren't Christ-like and still... Like, we all have our line of what is forgivable and isn't. So it's what's true. crazy about me is I... So I'll use myself as the bad example. I can forgive carnal sins, fleshly sins, you know, yeah. lust and all that. That sounds terrible. Some Christians go, oh my gosh, how could you? Because my mind goes, yeah, well, you're gross because you don't have forgiveness and you don't show mercy and you don't love people and you're judgmental and hypocritical and religious and pharisaical and you put weights on people's backs. And those, to me, are unforgivable. And then they may look at me and other people and say, yeah, well, you've... Uh, I don't know. It could be anything, right? The big ones. Looked at pornography or you committed adultery or you you know, got drunk or whatever else it is that they view. And we want it. We so desperately want there to be some outward sign of, so that we can separate people into mm. the good and the bad. <clears throat> right. Does that mean as human beings, we mm -hmm. want it to be, we want there to be a neon sign saying this person's, tr this person's trustworthy. They are a Christian. So I don't, so I can put up with them. And I can forgive them, but this person isn't, so I can leave them alone so they don't hurt me, they don't hurt the church, they don't embarrass me. Because, And that's what we do. We, we spend our lives on these witch hunts. You want it safe, man. These witch hunts to find the bad people. And mm. the truth is there's people that we consider really bad that are going to be in. True. And You're there's right. people that look really good that aren't. <sighs> and we can see that in the Scripture, right? When, yeah. When in Matthew, we get that section where Jesus tells this the story of people that will say, Lord, did I not prophesy in your name? Did I not preach? Did I not you know, perform miracles, cast out demons? Didn't I do that? Look, that's my proof. And, and the master, Jesus, will look at them and say, I never knew you. Get away from me. Whew. Right? And then there's going to be people like the thief on the cross mm -hmm. who did everything wrong, everything wrong in life till the very end. Or maybe he didn't. Maybe he lived a perfect life except for that one bad thing. And gee, he's going to be in. And I read a sign. I saw a sign last night on a social media post. I told you about this. And it was such a cool little, like one of those wooden signs you hang in your living room, right? Yep. I believe And it said, the guy on the middle cross told me I could, told me I could come in. Mm -hmm. and, and the guy who shared it was actually a former porn star. I think I told you this. Yep. Who's now a devoted believer and like preaches on that. And, it's funny because we'll all look at him and go, what an awesome testimony. Yep, we will. But if he was still in pornography and gotten saved and wrestling to get out of that, we wouldn't call him that. Or if he were to, I don't we know, fall back it. into it. That sounds terrible. Or choose. I, I don't want to make it seem. Choose to go back into it. I don't know. In some moment of weakness. Then everything good he ever did, well, he can't really be a believer. He was just a, he was just a false. He was false. Exactly. We, we question the entire thing. And the reality is... And this is hard for us to understand. And I believe this. 
random pastor that's hateful that may listen or believer. I'm, I believe what I'm about to say, and I don't think you have scripture that's going to point otherwise. Mm-hmm. The real truth is there are going to be people that till the very end look like they're part of it. And God, when, when Jesus separates the sheep and the goats, because the over and over again, Jesus tells the parables in which he is the only one that can tell the difference. Right? The wheat and the tares, the good fish and the bad fish, mm-hmm. uh, the sheep and the goats. On and on and on, he makes these analogies of like, it's going to be difficult to tell, but the master will be able to tell. And, okay, Todd, well, what does that mean? So we should just let sin happen in our church? Well, first off, weird question, because I'm trying to think like they think. Jesus gives us a way to handle sin within the church in Matthew 18, right? If someone sins, if, you, if your brother sins, go to him. Kind of confront him. If he repents, that's it. It's over. You've won your brother. Mm-hmm. You can rejoice. And all the way up the line till they refuse to repent even in front of the church, then cast them out, treat them as tax collector and unbeliever. Mm-hmm. The point being, if that's the case, there are going to be people that do really bad sins, that can that right commit what we consider bad sins. Let's say adultery. That's the big one. Mm-hmm. That's the one we only, the only one we seem to talk about in the church today is sexual sin. That's that's it's bizarre. The only one that can get you like unqualified, kicked yeah. out. You can literally steal all the money, and people will forgive you of that. You can do. You know, we had a pastor, and I'm not. I actually don't think this is wrong. By the way, what I'm about to say, but I want to put this in perspective. There's a local pastor. This was also national a few years ago that got. And again, I don't know these exact, I'm not going to say any names, but essentially was found guilty of extortion. Yep. Right? Charged with threatening to murder people. And was found guilty of some of those. Okay? That's big, right. Big time, you know, as a seminary professor, all that. And that guy's pastoring in a church again, in a denomination. But if that same pastor had committed adultery, he would not be pastoring a church today. It's wild. Think about the message that sends, by the way, unrelated before I continue, about what is wrong and what isn't. You can do whatever you want as a pastor or in the church as long as you don't commit any sexual sin that you get caught in. Am I wrong? No, man, because anytime you see, at least from since I've been a Christian, anytime I've seen a sexual sin that comes out about a pastor, they are fired. They are they are they are gone. Yeah. Yep. And I'm not even putting judgment on that. I'm not trying to make light of that kind of sin because mm-hmm. there are people out there that do bad things, but there are also yeah. good people that, if, if it's possible for a pastor, mm-hmm. <laughs> a professor, whatever, you know, seminary, to extort people and threaten to kill, be found in a court of law guilty, not just accused. Yeah. So he can say he's innocent all he wants. But the fact is, a court of law in the United States said he was guilty. That's right. If that's the case, and he can. St- it's still okay for him to preach, and he was saved. Why is it not possible that someone could cheat on his spouse? Uh, she could cheat on her spouse, and just I mean, if any time, any kind of this is just an example, guys. I'm not trying to like minimize adultery. No, it's, it's good, destructive. Man. It hurts multiple people and families. What I'm trying to say is, yes. is the, the this line we create. It's not about minimizing adultery as much as it is about. Like, why we don't have the same standard across the board. And I think here's the reason. If we did, if we if we treated every sin the way we treat, let's just say, sexual sin, mm-hmm. we wouldn't have anyone in the church. Mm. There'd be no people. There'd be You're no right. leaders. There'd be because church there's prideful, exist. Right? prideful people exist. So mm-hmm. why am I saying all this? I think when I look at my life and I think about it, it's so hard not to treat myself and to view it and not to live in fear of that happening. And you said, it's kind of weird, man. We didn't talk about this. You shared being in fear of things happening. And it's kind of the same for me. It's more of like, 
gosh, dude, you have to live in fear of whatever it is that you're accused of because we live in a culture now that says, even within the church, you're guilty until proven innocent. And and a weird thing about Christianity and what Jesus tells us is, if you're guilty and they repent, if a person's guilty and they repent, treat them as though they're innocent. Mm. I'm going to say that again. Christ tells us that if someone sins and they repent, confess their sin and turn away from it, right? That we are to treat that guilty person as innocent. That's right. Right? As far as that's what mercy is. And we don't, and I get it, man. It's hard to do that. It is. But so I hope this isn't too confusing. So bringing it back to my personal life. Yeah. I'm in a place where I think a lot of my passion is, is, is when I looked back when I first met Jesus, my passion is waning, which means it's fading. Because when I looked back, back at when I met Jesus, truly met him, man, when I was saved for the first, before I got involved in church, because I've told this story, I wasn't really involved in church mm-hmm. for the first two to three years of my being a Christian. I was saved. Yeah. But I got saved at an event, you know, and, and mm-hmm. just gave me a New Testament. And I was so free, man. How can I be happier overall? Now, in some ways, I didn't have the community I have, and I didn't feel supported. So there's beautiful things in the church. But as far as living free in the truth of the gospel, I'm, I was so much more free than I am now. How is that possible? Hmm. And somebody out there is going to go, well, too much given is much expected. You know, you were a child, baby. And, you know, Paul says that you, uh, when I thought like a child, I got to give up milk and eat meat. Now you're a little, it's like, dude, shut up. Mm-hmm. Shut up. You're just justifying this. And... Why is it that we feel like we live in this church culture that essentially says either we agree that we're to root out all sin all the time and condemn people and leave no room for sinners that are continue to be on the sanctification journey. We either choose that or we say we're saying we're okay with sin. Mm-hmm. That's that's the options that we're told we have to make. And that's Do you get what I mean? And that's not reality. No. So I'm a sinner, man. I'm a stinking sinner, dude. I do yep. sinful things all the time, you know, and um, and I hate it. I hate that I do those things. The moments I do them, I hate that my heart can be the way it is sometimes, you know. And I and I repent most of the time as quick, you know, when I when it happens. And sometimes it takes me a while. But I do know I love Jesus. But I have to live in, and I think part of the I have to live in fear. And we, not I don't. I, I sometimes live in fear. I don't always. Yeah. But I think a lot of you out there, part of the reason we struggle with, let's say, def- beating and overcoming an addiction or sin issue in general. Mm-hmm. I look at other people, too. Is because we can't be open about it. Right. So say someone... Uh, I'll use a girl for once, because girls... I Actually, I'm not going to, because I think we're more grace-filled. So Bob confesses that he has a pornography addiction. Mm-hmm. Well, and he's in ministry. Well, first of all, he's going to get kicked out immediately which is bizarre. Um, secondly, say he isn't, and he's accepted. Well, the next, he comes and confesses, hey, I had, I, I did it again. I'm sorry. You might let him go once or twice, but after what point do the, the people go, oh, well, he didn't really mean it because he's still wrestling. Hmm. It's like, that's so crazy, man, because I look at Peter. You know how I many Peter, after Peter preached the sermon at Pentecost, he had to be confronted by Paul because he, he was still being that chicken and sinning, essentially, mm-hmm. right? So even Paul, Peter, the rock, was on a journey, man, a sanctification yep. journey. You're right. And um, am I making sense? So Absolutely. I, I guess sometimes when I get caught up in that, it's it, I've wrote here in, print, it, in quotations, it robs me of my joy because 
I wasn't saved by that message. Mm. I wasn't saved by the idea of having to be good enough. I wasn't saved by the idea of hiding my flaws. I wasn't saved by the idea that if I pretend that I don't mess up again, I was saved by the message that the sacrifice and blood of Jesus Christ has washed me clean then, now, and forevermore. And that, no, he's not going to leave me in my sin. And it is, but that my standing with him is solid and that he is patient with me and once is going to work my work out for my good, it's not going to give up on me. And it's told us not to give up on each other, but we look for ways and reasons for which we can give up on each other. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. We, we want to give up on each other. Because to live the Bible out and Christianity out the way that it tells us to with each other is terrifying. Because you might continue to do the same thing over and over again. Remember, I'll never do one of the greatest Kairos moments of my life making me think is when you asked me that question a couple months ago. And you were so genuine. You're like, Todd, at what point... Do do we have to keep forgiving this person that's doing the same thing, right? And mm-hmm. it's such a good question, right? Yeah. Particularly now, this is if we're being obedient until Matthew, you know, eighteen. But mm-hmm. and it hit, I said it, but then the reason it was Kairos moment for me is when I said it, it was a reminder to me of, you know, seventy times seven, mm. forever. As long as they're continuing and willing to continue to repent, we walk it out with them, because that's what Jesus does with us all the time. Yep, and hmm. uh, I'm very thankful to be in the church that that I'm in. I do, you know, for all of it's not popular to probably talk about your church in a good way sometimes publicly because they want to be like, whoa, they point out we're not perfect. No, but that's the beauty of it is that this is a church filled with imperfect people that want to at least love perfectly, even if yep. they don't. And I'm so thankful for my church family who has forgiven me even as their leader, you know, has given me opportunity to, to say, hey, when I've messed up in my past and even in my present, hey, that's, we know that's not who you are. And that is committed to creating a culture where we live that out. And, um, and there's a lot of churches that do. Our church isn't the only one. But I think when you look online and social media and even the posts that we see, and maybe it, that's, it, it sure seems like that's a minority. But then I've thought, you know what, man? That's why we want to see the tables. I think we've let the loud minority speak for us as the majority. It's true. Because, see, they're not afraid to be judged because they're the ones casting stones. And we're so afraid that they're going to turn their stones on us that we just kind of stay silent. When the truth is, if we'd all speak up and stop and in our personal lives, when you hear one of your, your Aunt Edna, who's like that, condemning someone, and you speak up and say, no, that's not what the Bible says. Yep. Even though it's frustrating, you know, it scares you. Or your parents, some of you out there have parents who, who have not, who do not forgive. Yep. That's sinning. And you will, you don't, I'm not saying you got to attack your parents, but what I'm saying is you won't speak up in those cases. That's right. And, or brothers, sisters, if we would all speak up, I think we could change that. We could go back to what the Bible tells us to do. Mm. And um, anyway, my, my problem is I confess, man, sometimes... I'm so scared of this world, so scared of these people that I will start to live out of fear and almost and almost buy into what they're selling. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of knowing the truth. Mm-hmm. And when I do that, when I get in the habit of trying to carry the weight of my own salvation, or I don't really necessarily doubt my salvation, carry the weight of my own worthiness, that's when I'm miserable. I'm miserable because I can't be worthy. 
I cannot ever be worthy of what he's offered me and the gifts he's given me, you know, ever. Mm-hmm. Even if I didn't do the, the things I've, I've sinned yesterday on, right? If I was somehow perfect to my standard, I still wouldn't be worthy of what he's allowed me to do, you know? Absolutely. So, Which is strange because in, in ways, like we've said, that's supposed to bring freedom. But it doesn't because we don't want to live in... To live in freedom of Christ means we got to let other people, and it means that we have to deal with their crap. Yep. Right? It's easy if I let you say you're sorry once, right? The same way it's easy to love your neighbor when we are um, going to Haiti for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right? That's, oh, man, what a service. It's a lot harder to give $2,000 to your to your neighbor, but you'll go yeah. give $2,000 to someone in another country. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Absolutely. So I don't know, man. I that's think, really good, dude. I think that's the wrestling that I'm in. Mm. And um, I'm sometimes, this is, I'm processing, I'm talking to you. I'm scared to put my hope and faith in the truth of what he says, of what it's supposed to be, because his people, or the people that claim to be his people, like, they're so, they're scary, man. It is scary. Because you're right. What you said earlier is like, they, they practice cancel culture. Oh, absolutely. Right, so even, you know, I'm going to tell the whole world about this guy mm-hmm. or this girl or whatever, which leads me to, you know, I don't know. It reminds me of like Carl Lentz. I don't know if we talked about this on here. A, few, a couple years ago, Carl Lentz is a big Hillsong guy, mm-hmm. pastor, and um, some stuff came out about mm-hmm. and like pretty much an affair and some sexual sin. And yep. his wife stayed with him, which is incredible. And it's been, what, two years maybe? I just found out recently that he was hired by another church. And the question became, is that okay? And it wasn't even for a preaching position. And how, you know, how the fact that it's even a discussion is so bizarre to me. Yeah, man, people try to put people try to put standards and they try to put numbers and all these weird things on God's grace. And it's not how it works, man. It doesn't make any sense. It's not how it works. Because I'll tell you what, David would not have been king anymore. Mm Mm-mm. Ever again. Nope. And I'm not even, well, clearly in our society, if he'd murdered someone, he'd go to jail. But I'm talking about even just the adultery part. Yep. You know, somebody shared something with me the other day, and it reminded me, speaking of that story, and this one will really mess you up. You ready for this? This will this will mess with you if you really think about it. After his punishment, right, some of the, the, I shouldn't say that, the discipline, some of the things that happened because of his sin. Um, guess who Solomon came from. Guess which woman Solomon was born from? Mm, it was... Uh, Bathsheba. Yeah. The, the very Now, is your faith big enough to say that the woman he committed adultery with became the mother the of his heir and the wisest man that ever walked the face of the earth? That's the picture of God redeeming a situation and bringing man, beauty out of ashes. That's insane, actually. That, and again... We sit here and we celebrate these people, but we don't think about them as real people. And how can we emulate a, a, that a culture? And, and, and why won't we celebrate a God who takes people that are bad and do bad things and redeems them, right? Redeeming, like make valuable again. Um, take something dirty and clean it so that it, it, retain, it regains its value. Mm. You know, that's redeeming. I just want, that's the Jesus I follow, man. That is the God of the Bible who is good and that I can sing to and worship. And it's true, if he wasn't good, he'd still be worthy of my worship because he's the creator, but he's that good. 
That's right. And we make him into something he's not. Mm. Be- because of some sort of, I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't understand it. I do and I don't, you know? I didn't mean to preach or ramble, no, but that's kind of where is, I'm at, man. I and, love this so much. And I think that's what's been some of my anger and sadness that people have noticed is, and I don't even want to process it, is, I'm, and I don't trust God. I guess as I'm confessing, because I don't believe he'll protect me. Mm. I don't believe, I guess, dude, this is hard to admit. I guess I doubt his character, because I mm-hmm. see, I don't doubt what I'm seeing in his word of everything I just said being true. Yep. But I feel like he doesn't, like he just lets, like, yes, that's the truth, but you're still going to, they're going to get to destroy you. Yep. You know what I mean? And then I'm starting to go, man, Lord, like, I don't get it. Yep. You can. So see. I don't want to fully trust you because you, it still gets allowed to happen. That makes sense? A hundred percent, man. So. hundred percent. Um, the joy in that is. There is no joy in it, but the joy comes from when I when I cling to the truth. Mm. I th- it makes me wonder about like culture and how like you know we, you're talking about how how gross it is and like how all this happens is like I think one thing that came to my mind is like I freak I know for me I I have such a hard time viewing myself as a saint that it's hard for me to treat others as saints. Like you know, so I think it starts there, man. Like you know, are you able to grasp that? the price that Jesus paid for you is priceless and that you are a saint when you put your faith in him. It's like you are redeemed. Like, do you, can you view others that way without seeing that yourself first? You know, like, I don't know. Like you have to believe that. So, and then, you know, you're talking about sin earlier and like what made me think about, I wrote it down. Cause I was like, man, like sin is inevitable. Like we are the human condition. Sin is inevitable. And it's like, to me, it's more, it's more of how we handle it. It's not, whether you do it or not, it's just how you, how we handle it. And that's not, he's not saying that sin's okay. It is no, gross and disgusting and destructive, and we do deserve wrath and judgment. But that's why when Jesus said, vengeance is mine, says the Lord, mm-hmm. you worry about loving me and loving people, I'll handle the judging. And I'll handle, well, Todd, the Bible says we are to judge one another. Yeah, I know, in the context <laughs> of Matthew 18 and calling sin out, but as far as final judgment, saying mm-hmm. someone is worthy or unworthy, is that's not our job. That's right, man, like, we're not God. If, if they repent, it's not our job to determine a punishment. And, I, and we have painted punishment with the word discipline, and with the word, um, quote, restoration plan, end quote. Like there has to be something that proves on a human scale that the person has learned their lesson. That's good. Because we don't want to deal with the fact that, you know, because what if they do it again? And the only way to ensure they do again, don't do it again, is if they wait two years. And it's like, bro, that's not going to prove anything. Nope, it's not. So, So... Yep. It's interesting. But you know what, man? In the midst of that, I'll share a story that I think is crazy. That at the time when someone shared, it's kind of the opposite. So I got a buddy of mine who's married to, he knows who he is if he's listening. He's married to a woman. I, I love her. Mm-hmm. love his family. And she goes here. And her parents hate me. They have condemned me for some past. I mean, they hate me. Mm-hmm. So I only bring that part up because it's funny where this story came from. Well, he was sharing a story about her grandfather, his wife's grandfather. Mm-hmm. This was just recently who, it might be a grandfather by marriage, but as far as it concerns her, it's been her grandfather her whole life, right? Mm -hmm. And what's wild, dude, is this guy, there was a drunk driver, from what I understand, killed his son, hit him with a car, like his kid, like when he was a child. Mm. 
And this guy went and visited him to j- in jail, forgave him, and to this day, decades later, still meets this guy for lunch. Whew, man, I can't. Can you? Can you? Like, like that? 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 That is radical forgiveness. That is a picture of God with us. Oh man! Absolutely. So in the midst of all this stuff that's ugly, it's cool how there are people that are still doing it. You know, they're still out there being radical. Gosh, man. Because, you know, that that would be tough. Yeah. So there's that. That's that's kind of where I'm at, man. And I'm not in a bad place. I just, um, it's just. It's culture, man. It's hard. It's it's, it's hard. And I'm it sad. Is. And and also on top of that, which make and this is how the enemy works, is I grieve my own sin. I do feel bad when I sin, you know? Mm. And I think that's what makes it hard that we want to shame each other, true believers. A lot of true believers, it's like what you just shared earlier. We struggle, most of the time, our problem isn't that we struggle to, like, feel our sin. We struggle to believe we're saints because of our sin. Yep. And then when other people are saying, yeah, you're not, it's like, oh, man, I guess it's worse than I thought. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, yep. anyway, that's that. Completely shifting gears. Thanks for sharing. Man. Yeah, man. Appreciate Sorry, I didn't you. mean to. No, I love it. Um, let's just continue to follow him, guys. That's where I saw end up with that. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry that sometimes my, uh, I let my my view get clouded. But unrelated note, that I think it's important. I haven't even talked to you about this. Mm-hmm. Completely shifting gears. This is my seg, my moving. Okay. <clears throat> we talked about twenty dash 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 two zero, mm-hmm. and the sickness that shut the world down for a while. Yep. And the word that ends with emic, right? Yep. Guess what happened recently? The Bill Gates Foundation ran another simulation called, quote, Catastrophic Contagion 2025. Good golly. And in this, they had even fake... They, they created an entire scenario, and I watched part of it, and even with even fake headlines like news broadcasting, right? And it essentially started the fake news broadcast that starts this whole simulation of what we're going to do was in Latin America. Latin America reports to the Organization of Health in the world that there is a strange new sickness that has spread Brought it up. And they even gave it a name. They called it SEER or SEERS, S E E R. And it stood for, I can't remember the exact phrase. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to figure it out here. Uh, and I actually looked them up. It's right here, by the way. Um, and they did this in October of 2022. Um, the exercise simulated a series of WHO emergency health advisory meetings addressing a fictional pandemic. Dang it. Set in the near future. <laughs> Participants grappled with how to respond to an emic located in one part of the world that then spread rapidly, becoming a pan-emic with a higher fatality rate than C-19. So a worse one. And, and this one actually affects young children and young people in this scenario. So participants were challenged to make urgent policy decisions with limited information in the face of uncertainty. Each problem and choice had a serious health, economic, and social ramification. 2025. The last time they did this, it was something 2020 mm-hmm. that happened. 
people. Yep. So the person, you know, the, the uh, podcast or whatever I listened to said, you know, it's crazy to think, man, and, you know, something else. It's just weird coincidence that they, they had a simulation about mm-hmm. a, a sieved virus, no, they, right, back before, back in, like, 2019 or yep. 2018. Yep, I, I and, was literally And then all that. of a sudden, it actually happened, and now yep. they're saying, oh, what if something happens in 2025 mm-hmm. that now affects young people? And, and I'm not trying to, to start fear. In fact, it's the opposite. What I'm trying to tell you is if something pops up in the future, and it's, I just want to say the word again. They called it, I can't remember what it stands for, severe something, something respiratory syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Some kind of, re, uh, they called this sickness Sears, yep. S-E-E, like a seer that sees in the future, by the way. Yep. It's interesting. It is. A, oh, I don't like that at all. Uh, so anyway, I <laughs> thought that was pretty creepy, man. They just did that. I think it's fascinating to me that Bill Gates, who's a dude that just did a computer, mm-hmm. computer stuff, which by the way, he didn't even like really create. He took a lot of the, that stuff from other people. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Smart guy, but he did. Is like somehow some sort of strange, like, 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 like some sort of strange voice that we listen to about things like this. Money. It's bizarre. Yeah. That's what it does, man. So. Anyway, yeah, exactly. So I, just keep an eye on it. You know, if something like that pops up, remember. Remember I told you this. Yep. So I'm not trying to keep you in fear. It's just pretty interesting. Yep. I And the, the funny thing is I had to watch this and make sure I didn't live in fear of going, man. You know, I got a daughter now, or, and I'm considered young, so I don't even want to think about that, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, I mean, yeah, it'd be easy to fall into a, a mindset of fear. Very oh, easy. yeah. Very easy. And wonder about that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, your mind can take you to some scary places, man. You're right. So, I had no idea that was a thing. And that's, I don't like it, man. Because like you said, if you look at the evidence of what they did before with the, with the um, the conference they had and then what happened what happened following, this, the science point to something could be coming. So, I don't know, man. What a weird time we're in. That's all I have to say. What a weird time. There's just, it's endless, man. One thing after the other. Such strange happenings. And it just gets weirder and weirder. <laughs> you know, things are, you know, we try to we try to be careful on this show sometimes. But like, you know, <laughs> you know, when, when you look at some of the, 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 the headlines, the main, the main, the main stuff that, that they put out. You know, it just, things are becoming more blatant, and I think that, to me, that means that there's a possible, like, there could be possible steps being taken. You know, if they're becoming more public with things, I think that there is a plan. I know that probably sounds weird, but, (laughs) you know, so, you know, trying to keep it as general as I can, but also being specific, you know, like, I don't know. They're getting more bold, I should say. The world, I should... Yeah, the world's getting bold. Let me say that. I don't know if that makes any sense to some, but to some who may read between some sort of lines here and there, maybe it'll make more sense to you, so... It's wild, man. Mm Mm-hmm. It's creepy. It's weird stuff, man. So... Thanks, anyway, thanks, thanks for of, informing us, man. Yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't We're not know that was people. So you can look it up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a real thing. I mean, they did do that. And yep. I, I just shared. You could I ran through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. 
they do this periodically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just casually. <laughs> Weird, man. <laughs> but I don't know, dude. Appreciate you sharing that because, like, you know, I try to, I try to stay informed, but I know I can I can tend to fall behind sometimes on that stuff. So I appreciate you keeping me in, keeping me up to date because it's important to know, man. It's important, you know, and I appreciate you sharing on the show because, you know, the people need to know what what is going on because there's so much more that meets the eye, man. So much more. That's a fact. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. So I guess we can move on to questions here. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So first question here is. Yes, sir. How do I talk to people about sexual immorality or even living with a boyfriend or girlfriend? While not married, even though I did that before I was married. I mm. struggle with feeling like such a hypocrite doing this and have even had people who know me bring it back up to my face to justify them doing it. How do I combat this? Hmm. It's a great question. And I know like <laughs> Sorry, I can relate to this in the sense of like I can feel not worthy of speaking into things when say I have person you know, previous experience with it. So like I guess like a personal relation to this would be like, you know, I used to struggle with alcohol. And so if I knew someone now who had a big struggle with alcohol, I could feel almost powerless at times to tell them, hey, like, this isn't good for you because, like, well, you did it too. So, like, um, but the, the big thing to remember in this instance is that it's about the message, not you. So, like, it's not about what you've done. It's about the, the truth that's in what you speak. Um, so keep that in mind. Like, and if, and if people want to... If, if, if this is someone that you're talking to and they don't want to accept that, like, that's on them, not you. Like, you've spoken truth. You can't, like, that's all you can do, so. Yeah, I also think it's good for you, uh, assuming, because I know some friends that have done this, and certainly I can say myself sins that I have committed, right, things I've done wrong. Um, <clears throat> I can see the negative in it and what, what it actually affect, how it actually affected me, and I think that can be a powerful testimony. That's saying, good. I did do that, and here's what happened, and here's how it made things harder, and here's what it did. So just beyond um, you know, what God says is right and wrong. And it's the same thing, man. That's like saying, <clears throat> hey, don't murder someone. You know, A murderer tells someone not to murder someone and say, well, you did, so I should. You know, like think about if you applied that to everyone else, like, you know, those moments when they have uh, motivational speakers come in yep, and the guy's like, hey, kids, don't do drugs. It'll ruin your life. And they're like, well, you did. He's like, that's my point. Yep. Don't that, do drugs. That is why I'm here speaking to you. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think those people, I mean, <clears throat> the other thing I'd say is, you know, scripture kind of talks about in a different context. Don't throw your pearls before swine. If a person's not willing to listen to wisdom, and I mean, truly listen, because sometimes they might say that in a way that's humble, like, hey, well, you did it. Mm-hmm. And then you can explain well, why that is a problem, right? Exactly. Like, <clears throat> so just something to consider. Absolutely, man. No, I think that's good. I'm glad you, you came at it from that different angle yeah. because, like, that's always good. good to look at. <coughs> All right, Toddy B. Why was God so evident in the Bible and seems so hidden today? I think there's a couple of ways to answer this. Um, first of all, the assumption, I guess, what does evident mean, right? I don't mm. think God is more evident in in the Bible than he is today. I think what you're saying is why was he parting Red Seas and speaking in bushes and dead people coming to life and all that stuff, Mm. right back to life when Jesus... God had a purpose every time he performed a miracle or something like that. Yeah. God had a long-term purpose. Um, Sometimes we don't understand because we don't live... I'm assuming you're a Christian. If you're not, then we can talk about that too. But let's say you're a Christian. 
It's hard because you don't understand what it is to live without the presence of the Holy Spirit, without mm. the ability to go to worship God. Um, you know, so let's take the Old Test- Testament, right, before Christ and before the veil was torn and all that. To worship God, you only you could only go so far. You could only get so close to the presence of God. Yep. Imagine coming to church and and only being able to worship from the foyer because you can't go into the sanctuary. Mm. We God is evident today, right? He shows Himself in the transformation of believers. Right? My life is a true testimony, even to myself when I think about it, of how I'm different. Whew. Absolutely. <clears throat> um, so, I guess the answer to not I don't want to dance around. It's sort of twofold. God had a purpose for what he did. So early on, let's say in the New Testament, he's establishing the church. So he had to prove his, <clears throat> he had to prove in very tangible ways, I guess. I don't know, tangible is still very kind of explosive ways, right? Imagine if Jesus had come down and just acted like a, remember, there were other people who claimed to be the Messiah. Mm-hmm. So he came before him. Yep. So he came down, what differentiated him between, what differentiated between him and the other previous kind of false messiahs is, is that he fulfilled every prophecy and then proved it through the performance of miracles, things that proved, hey, I am who I say I am, yep. including the best, the greatest one of all, which is him raising from the dead himself. That's right, overcoming so, death. you got to be willing, you know, sometimes we get caught up, and I get this, so you're not alone. I, I can feel the same way. We get caught up in the idea of like, well, if God would show himself the way he showed himself to them, I'd believe, and it's like, well, people didn't, and you wouldn't. And here's my other thing I've thought of, and I've said this before. <clears throat> when you read, we just talked about this this past Sunday, you read the parting of the Red Sea. When we watch like Prince of Egypt, it shows it as this one moment, just it's split, right, in one big moment. Yep. What when you read it, it says that day and night the wind blew, right? Mm. So when I think of that, it was sort of a gradual thing that happened all day, right? This parting of the Red It doesn't make any less miraculous. My point is, is I wonder if those things happen today and we just chalk them up to science right or oh absolutely this was a monsoon this was a you know what i mean oh or those voices dude. when god speaks to you what if god's speaking to i don't know samson or someone i can't think of god even spoke directly to samson back then but let's say someone right is the same small still voice that you hear that you chalk up to your conscience to your yes you know those kinds of things so, so good, i don't know man. if that answers your question but that's how i view it no that's so good i'm glad you brought that up because it makes me think of like the example of when like it says like an angel came to uh oh, I can never remember his name, but he's he's the guy that originally went to Paul when Paul was blind, uh, when he was still like Saul, and he said like Hey, like you're gonna deliver this message to a man named Saul, you mm-hmm. know? And he's like Oh my gosh! But he mm-hmm. went and did it, right? Yeah. It makes me think of like the time, say like when I was, um, you know, we did an event, an outreach event uh, that we called Remnant Rush, where we went and we just kind of like handed money onto people and. Um, somebody gave me like a pretty pretty decent amount of money and said don't split this give it to somebody and like trust the spirit and so i did that and like there was a voice that said like that's the one and like and i just somehow knew i'm like that's that is the same like you said that's the same spirit man mm-hmm. same god and what was what ended up happening when you gave it to that person oh i mean it it, it was just it was evident that that they, they needed messaging our they did and like, <clears throat> so it's like, yeah, man, that's that still voice that you're talking about, man. Like that is so good because that is that is that was just as much a miracle than it was of the angel coming to that man to talk to Saul. Just as just as much. So like, I love that you said that, man. That's really good. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. So 
Yeah, I think you made me think something else too. Oh, the yeah. other thing to remember too is, you know, people said to Jesus, it's pretty cool. They said, you know, we believe. And he goes, you believe because you've seen, right? You believe because of this miracle you've seen. He goes, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Oh, blessed man. are us who have to believe without having those because that's faith, right? I mean, in a way, that faith is almost more pure. Yeah, that's good, way, right? man. Anyway. That's good. really good. All right, moving on. Yes, sir. How would you know if God calls you to something? Like my career or job. I know the job I'm at now isn't what I want to do or call to do, but I want to go and get the career I really like, but my spouse is incredibly nervous about it and about it or doesn't want me to. Mm. That makes sense? Yep. So the first thing that came to my mind when it says, like, how would you know if God's calling you something? Um, pray. Like, talk to him about it. Um, there's going to be... A, it's hard to explain sometimes what, like, what a calling feels like because we have, like, we have our mission, right, as Christians. We have... Uh, the Great Commission, you know, where it says, like, hey, you know, the Bible tells us, like, you need to tell everybody about the gospel. Mm -hmm. um, so we have, like, our baseline mission, but then there is something more. Like, there is a specific purpose, a, a part that you can play in the body. And I think that um, when when that time comes that you, that you just, that, that, that role is, 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 like, shown to you, I feel like it's, it comes in the times when you're just being faithful to God. Like mm -hmm. he's going to show it to you. you, you know. You may you could go and try to discover this 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 calling all you want, but and, until you are doing the baseline two commandments that Jesus told us, right? Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and love others as you love yourself. If you continue to focus on those two things and you just keep living it, living it out, praying, read your Bible, like God's gonna, He's going to show more to you. He's going to give you more, and, and before you know it, that calling will be fulfilled. You'll you will have this deeper understanding of like, man, yeah, that's it. There it is, and and He He'll give that to you. So pray about it and just man, keep on, um, mm. just keep on being faithful to what you know, to what you know you're supposed to do. Um, don't make it over, don't overcomplicate it. Um, the other thing, you talked about your spouse, um, and, you know, you got this career you want to go into. I'd say just take all things into consideration. You know, again, like, um, you know, if, if, I'm not sure if this is a, it didn't say wife or husband, so I don't know if you're, you know, a male or female, but, you know, if, if you are a male, you know, if you're married, you know, you're the head of the household, uh, which, you know, it's a big responsibility, and, um, you know, mm. at the end of the day, you do get the final call on this, but I would, con I would just ask that you do take into consideration what your wife has to say about it. doesn't mean you have to flip everything, but uh, just make sure you're taking it into consideration at the very least. So that's what I got for that. Yeah, um, I think you're right, man. I got a feeling that you are a, pr a guy. Mm -hmm. That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, typically, we don't ha I don't know. It's just maybe that's stereotypical, but based on... When I talk to people, this is typically a guy. Um, you do need to be, and I, I don't mean to beat a dead horse, what he said, you know, mm -hmm. you want to be understanding of her anxiety. Yes. Or that person's anxiety. Um, but at the same time, you know, you need maybe sometimes guys want to do this and they don't take the time to sit down and talk with their spouse about why in a real way. Putting aside distractions, one on one, and, go, and, and really saying, honey, this is what I want to do. Here's the pros to it. Hear her talk about her cons, and mm -hmm. then tell her how you're going to handle those issues. That's good, because man. a lot of times you remember, you know, sometimes if she, if she's really just genuinely anxious about it, maybe she thinks you're not going to have the money, or she thinks be willing because if you're be willing to um to face those, you yeah, know what I mean, absolutely. So. 
I love that. That's just my thought. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right, man. Next one, it says... Oh, I made that sound. The Old, <laughs> the old Testament says several times about a parent blessing their kid. It seems like all they did is speak something into existence. What exactly did they do slash say to bless those kids? What would blessing your kids look like nowadays? Um, so blessing your kids back in the Old Testament was it meant a couple different things. One, mm -hmm. it meant sort of um, reiterating their inheritance. So I'm going to bless you. You're going to be the one who takes my land and all these things. Mm. Uh, it, it means a literal, you know, hey, I'm going to remind you I want good for you. Yeah. And sometimes in the Old Testament, it involved a prophecy, right? You know, there were times that, let's say maybe um, Jacob, right, would be prophesying over his <clears throat> son as he gives him this inheritance, this blessing. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't about speaking something in existence when the... There were times they were given a prophetic word, for lack of a better word, of what God yeah, told God. them what's going to happen, right? Israel, you're going to become this, et cetera. Yeah. Um, but <clears throat> it wasn't a magic spell. Mm. And a lot of times in that, remember in the Old Testament, there weren't living wills. So a lot of times a blessing would also be telling you, you are my heir. That's a blessing, right? To be yeah. to give that to someone. They want good for them. So blessing our kids nowadays, if you want my honest opinion, would be first praying for them. Do you pray for your kids? Mm. <clears throat> um, do you encourage your kids and tell them what they're capable of? A blessing can be reminding them how much you love them. A blessing can be showing them, uh, you know, the way of the Lord, like it's so living good. that out in a way I because that's that. going to bless their life. And, and I also think blessing them can be Providing for them in a way that gives them, I don't want to say a head start, but puts them in a position to succeed in life, right? Oh, Not yeah. Not making it harder. And so what would blessing our kids look now, like nowadays? All those things. And the number one thing you can do is pray for your kids, man. Pray for your kids. Pray for them every day. Pray for them before bed. Mm. <clears throat> and, you know, encourage them. Help them. What blesses you? They're, you know, sometimes we view kids as not humans, when the truth is, they're just young humans. They're little adults <laughs> yeah. in a way, right? I'm not mentally, but you get what I mean. So, yeah. like, they they love love. They love to feel secure. They love to feel safe. They love to to feel encouraged. The just same like things we, we do. do. So, yeah, yeah. So bless them. <laughs> bless them in that way. Hopefully, that answers your question. I love that, man. No, that's good. Well, All right, number three. What do you do when sometimes running away feels easier than facing the problems in your life? Well, I can tell you this much. I, I can relate to the fact that sometimes I feel like running away from my problems. So I am right there with you. Um, but here's the thing, just from running away from that current problem in your life doesn't make the problem go away. It's just lingering. It's there. It's still in the back of your mind. It doesn't go away. Um, so to me, it's not worth running away from, you know, I can understand in the moment where it feels like, Oh, like it'll be easier or it'll be, you know, you think it'll be lighter, you know, and maybe it will be for a couple of days or whatever, if you run away from a, from your problem, but eventually it's going to come back. It's just like, you know, use an analogy, you know, it's like, you know, when somebody, you know, say someone's a social, a social drinker, <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe they, you know, they use alcohol to, to help sustain better, better, uh, social life. You know, they, it's funny because that reality always comes back around to where you're, you're sober now and you realize like that, that problem doesn't go away. Mm. You just temporarily fixed it by using something. So in this case, you'd be running away. Um, so I would, I would suggest that you, you face it head on, whatever it is. Um, and I know that's, that's vague, but like, I don't know, whatever that is and whatever that looks like, be willing to like 
push past your comfort because I know it's not going to be comfortable to have to face problems in your life. It never is. That old saying's true. You can't outrun your problems. The, pro- yep. the same problems you have, you run off on your family because you're unhappy in your marriage and you this mm-hmm. and you run off to Texas. Guess what? That family still exists and you're still going to deal with it in yep. some capacity. So these questions are awesome and I think they're good, but you need to talk to someone in, in, in real life and you need to understand that you know, running away, and this sounds bad, man, because I've gotten this feeling. It's a selfish thing. Yes. And it doesn't fix it. It's a, it's a joke to think that it does. And sometimes mm-hmm. I get asked this question sometimes by the same person over and over and over again. And when they do that, it's almost like you don't want an answer. You want someone to tell you that it's okay to run away. And that's not going to happen if you are asking people who love you. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen. So I think what you said is good, man. Yep. All right, moving on. So next question we got is uh, in Numbers 22... God tells uh, Balsam to go, then gets mad and tries stopping him three times from going, then tells him to go. <laughs> Is there anything else that tells why God got mad and tried stopping him? I'm not sure about the the main reason that most of the, in this story, most of questions that revolve around this involve the fact that he told them to go with these, these essentially nobles, mm-hmm. these unbelieving nobles, right, for lack of a better word. And then when he goes... He almost kills him, and that's why until the donkey sees the angel, it's a long story. It's crazy. It's a wild story. Go read it. The reason is, though, the reason is, is because it, it's very subtle, but it's in there. God tells him to go when the nobles come to him, when they come calling in the morning. That mm-hmm. means they come to him. It doesn't say that that's what Balsam did. He got mm-hmm. up. It says he just got up and went with him. Okay, so why would that matter? It was important for these nobles, in a way, them coming to Balsam was them recognizing God, right? Like them, it was a humble act. Yeah. So he was being disobedient in the fact that he didn't wait for them to come to him. He just got up and left. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, hopefully that answers your question. Um, I mean, I could go more into it, but you'd have to ask different parts. But that's the reason. Gotcha. Different parts. I don't even know what that means. You'd have to mm. ask me other things. I'm not super familiar with numbers. Yeah. So it's, it's that, a crazy story. That, man. that sounds like an interesting story. Yeah. Oh, it's me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you guys miss sermons from church, whether that's being sick or serving in a different area of the church, how do you set aside time to listen to the missed service? Do you make it a priority? I can sometimes drop the ball on this. Mm. I bet you you didn't listen to the one this Sunday. Dude, I was literally about to talk about this. So this last Sunday, I was up in Children's Church, and this is the first time I've actually not been like in service for it, and I haven't watched it yet, but I need to. So you to. probably shouldn't say anything about it. It's true. I, I was going to say, I this is the first time I've had to miss a sermon uh completely so um i still need to listen to it so i, I don't this really is know just me being advice. blunt with people that i would tell them you you make time for things you want to do that's true and you if you don't if you are telling yourself you don't want to make time ask yourself like what are your priorities mm. I, I when someone tells me they don't have time that's ridiculous we all have time we're busy you could listen to it if you want to listen to it that Absolutely. sounds mean so, but it is, right? Whether it's pieces while you're driving, whether it's while you're working out, whether it's while you're sitting around, you just don't want to do it. Mm. And, and I'm, I'm not angry about that when I say that. That's just reality. So, no, that's true. Um, yeah, that's my answer to that. Yep. Short and sweet, man. <clears throat> um, Next. And it is, I get it. It's, it's difficult. Maybe. Sure. But like you said, if it's important, it's going to happen. Um. <laughs> <laughs> What's bizarre is, if you remember Monday when we were talking to this guy, it was the exact thing we talked about in the message, is what 
you ended up talking about needed to talk about. That's so oh, yeah. strange. Yeah, I, I need to listen. He'll, to that he won't do it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna say it right now. I bet you he doesn't do it. But by ne- I guarantee, I bet you this dude does not listen to this even by next Tuesday. I'm listening to it. I'm gonna do it. Okay. <laughs> next question. Were there uh, any? Yeah. Wait. Wait a minute. I asked you a question you had asked for me. Oh, really? <laughs> you did? Yeah. It says, no, no, I didn't. I'm, I'm silly. You're right. Okay. My bad. Sorry. I was like, whoa. Were there oh, any fog. children who saw Jesus hanging on the cross or got beaten, or was it just adults? Not really any way to know. Mm-hmm. Um, my assumption is there were probably some kids that saw him getting beat. That's a big crowd. Mm. Whether or not there were kids up on the hill, I would doubt that. I mean, but they could still see him. That's the whole point of this stuff, is it was sort of a warning, right, when they were real criminals to the rest of the people, like, this is what happens. So, crucifixion in general. So, I'm sure there were. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it was it was in front of the entire, all the, pe- all the yep. people. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, <clears throat> when I read the Old Testament, I'm thankful we didn't have to do all the things they had to do with the sacrifices. What do you think thousands of years from now Christians will be thankful they don't have to do now that we are currently doing? Hmm. So first, I'd say persecution would be one thing. I think it'll get worse and worse as time goes on. That's not what they're saying. They're saying, what are you going to be, Christians going to be thankful for that we, um, that they don't have to do that we are doing? Oh, yep, I, I totally answered that wrong. Okay, so, um... Yeah, because I would think as time goes on, persecution get worse, but that is not what you were asking. I think, I think that's the point. The point is, there. Are, I don't believe there's going to be... I don't think we're doing religious things that they're not going to have to do. I think mm. it'll be the same struggles. Yeah. So I think it's hard. To, you can't really compare that because the New Testament, the, the Old Covenant, and the New Covenant are the reasons for that, and now the New Covenant's been established. And that's forever. Now, do I think we do things that we don't have to do out of a spirit of religion sometimes, but... Religion, not listen. It's not wrong. Religion itself is not wrong, but things right. that you do to sort of earn. Mm. Could be, so, yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, my bad on that one. No worries, man. Okay, oh my God, go to the next five. page. I'm already here. All right, I'm gonna read it. Todd, you, uh, what? How have you been doing with taking control back of your schedule? Are you still using your hour by hour planner? Is it harder, easier, or about how you expected it to be to go through this process? Mm. Um, no, I am not using it. I have not regularly been using it. Um, I got kind of sick, and then just, that's an excuse. I just didn't. Mm. Uh, I would say that it, as far as whether it was hard or easier, about the same. I would say it's about the same. Um, the only thing with me that I struggle with is when I meet with people, say I have meetings with people one-on-one, it's really hard for me to keep them within, like, the confines of a, pre, a pre-prescribed time. Yep. There's something in me, and I'm not saying it's wrong. I actually think I need to do better at this. It's just I hated that feeling, like, see, even... Because even, even if I went to meet with someone and I felt like, you know, I was meeting with them before and exactly five, they're like, okay, well, I got to get going. Like, I always hated that feeling because it mm-hmm. made me feel like I was an obligation. So I try That's not really to do good, that. Man. It is, but it isn't, man. That's realistic. It's not wrong of people to do that. So I think that was probably my biggest struggle. That makes sense because I can see, I, I know for me personally, one thing I've always appreciated about you is like your willingness to like talk to people. And, like, that includes me, too, like, back in the day before you knew me as well. It's, like, you did take true time to talk to me and, like, like get to know me and, like, actually, actually care. So, like, I get where you're coming from because, you know, in the, it's a, it's hard to, like, truly love people within, like, a defined, like, time. But I understand from both sides. I get it. <clears throat> All right. Here we go. Next question. This is per your guys' request about posting about Real Talk and our thoughts. 
I, for one, love real talk and what it stands for. A lot of weight and baggage I carry was because I didn't have a safe place to ask questions. I was a big part of a church until I started asking questions. Then I was pushed out. The people can have this link to do this. That that people have this link to do this is something that I, for one, am passionate about because of the freedom it can bring. The hardest part for me has been that the consistency is not there. But I hold on because I believe in both of you as well as the show. Each of you are a vital part of the show, whether you believe it or not. I love you both, and you guys have walked out some rough things in my life. So all that contributes to my wanting to walk through the tough times of the show with you guys. Oh, really well, thanks nice. so much, man. Uh, like I say man because I don't know if you're a man or a woman, but that's just my, my default AJ speak. But um, <laughs> that <laughs> entire thing was so weird. What you just did. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for that. Um, and, you know, we kind of discussed that earlier on in the show, like just that weirdness that we've had for a long time. And, like, you know, I think that, um, even just this episode, I actually feel like has the potential to kind of push <laughs> push past that. And I think you know, and and the consistency will come back and we'll be better. And like, you know, I don't know, man. I just I see, even though it sounds cliche, like I see good on the horizon. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't that, I don't know if that yeah, sounds lame, sense, but <laughs> thank you for your encouragement. We appreciate. Yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. All right, next. Maybe you should just stay on this page. Man. All right, I will. <laughs> yeah, I keep flipping back to the ones, even though you're asking them. Um, what does it mean to work out your salvation with fear and trembling? So it doesn't mean be afraid because that would contradict when God says perfect love casts out all fear because fear has to do with punishment. Working out your salvation with fear and trembling means with awe because fear, when that translated, right, that word can also mean awe. The mm-hmm. awe of like, if you see a lion standing in even a cage, man, there's kind of like, oh, I recognize the power of this thing. So fear and trembling is you're actually going to pursue and be obedient in the sanctification process because you realize that it's God himself who is telling you to do this. It's not an option. Hmm. And, and if you take grace to mean that you have the option to sin, then you're not really understanding who God is and who you are and what stands between you and hell. And I think that's what all he's talking about is like, hey, pursue this stuff. Work your faith out, right? With fear and trembling mean pursue sanctification, pursue obedience in the knowledge of who God is and out of respect for who God is, who you are, and like I said, you know, how serious sin really is. Man, dude. Makes sense? Oh, absolutely. That's really Great good. question. Yes. <clears throat> uh, what are your thoughts on this? I personally think it's... Did you read this or watch this video? Um, is this the one? Yes. Yes, okay. I did. What are your thoughts on this? I personally think it's sick and twisted because if the shoe was on the other foot, Christians doing it to a trans school, there would be an outcry and it being a hate crime, as well to say the trans community is under attack after a trans person did the shooting and planned mm-hmm. shooting, too. So I believe I actually, I believe I put the article in here, too, to make some references. But It's not an article, is oh. it? I thought it was a... Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. I it was, was a video. Of, I, was, I was thinking of something different. I did watch it, though, but I thought there was an article attached. Anyways. Um... This is the stuff I'm talking about. (laughs) We literally took time before the show to do this. We did. Um, So um, what what they're referencing here is um, there was a recent shooting that happened. It's not that recent anymore, but a couple weeks ago. Yeah, it's been been a little bit. Um, And the person who did the shooting was a transgender. And um, the public, I would say the media's uh, stance on this, it tended to go more towards like, even though this this shooter was a transgender, they almost focused more on the transgender community being under attack because this person was being, you know, held responsible for what happened. Mm. And um, so, yes, I'm with you. I think it is twisted because, like, you know, is it a hate crime? You know, I they made they fit. It fits with what they did. I so, think, like, I think it doesn't matter. 
And, and yeah, you're right. You know, that is I th- irrelevant. I think it's weird that we want to even not not you asking, but the idea of like what doesn't make it any worse or better whether it's labeled a hate crime. I definitely see the slant it doesn't change of anything. they're trying not they're trying to minimize it. There's an in transgender person and even tried to blame it on the fact that this this person was mentally and spiritually abused by this school and this church and by Christianity. So almost pointing it back to Christianity. That part, it's twisted. And here's the thing. It's not surprising. No, man. The world hates us. Yep. They hate Jesus. They hate what he stands for, even if they don't know why they do it. And they're not going to, you know, do I think that person was seeking out Christians? Obviously. Hmm. I mean, um, but what is it, you know, whether it's labeled a hate crime or not, they're never going to go, you know what, Christians are under attack. They're never going to do that. Nope. And I think we've got to accept that because the world is ran by <clears throat> the prince of this world, right, as they call it. Like, That's right. The enemy is running around getting people like, and people are evil and sinful, man. They're not going to, they're never going to take ownership. They're always going to want to blame Christ. It's been the same since time again. The same reason that yep. they twisted it back in the Roman times that Christians were um, <clears throat> being... <clears throat> traitorous to the to the emperor, right? Whatever yeah. they can do to try to, to stamp it out. That's good, man. A good point, man. Oh yeah. All right. Absolutely. All right. Next question: Which one of the Jameses Jameses wrote the book of James, and what John, which John wrote the book of John? Book of James is um, typically viewed as James, the half brother of Jesus. Mm. So, which means Mary and Joseph's son. Yep. Um, Yep, and the book of John was written by the Apostle John, which is also known as the one Jesus loved, mm. right? Um, so, yeah. Nice. That's it. Well done, my friend. My friend? My, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah, it's hard to set culture and share things and do things, but I want to do what God calls me to do. I guess my question is, what advice do you guys have for a discouraged culture setter? I think you need to define that before you answer it. What is a mm. culture setter for those who do not go? Yes. So uh, <coughs> culture setter is a term that we use quite a bit here at the, at the, yeah, at the Remnant. Um, and essentially, you know, it, it goes alongside with somebody who's willing to, who, who sees the vision that we're going for. And they, I don't think it's just the vision that we're going for. That's not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna stop you there because it mm-hmm. means it's not. I think all Christians are called to be this. It means we're going to follow Jesus, right? And we're not gonna be. We're gonna stamp our flag in the ground, and we're not moving from there. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Um. Perfectly. Yeah. Because I was about to go on a probably weird tangent on that. I don't think it was weird. I just wanted to. Be- <laughs> <laughs> but um. So yes. What can What can you do as a discouraged culture setter? Um. Go to other fellow culture setters and, and tell them you're discouraged, man. Um. You know, let them know like why you're discouraged, and remember, remember wh- why you're doing what you're doing. So, um, you know, like Todd said, you know, like being a culture setter is about truly following Jesus and not moving from that. Um, you know, so in the moments where that feels weak or that feels like you know you're questioning that, you know, you can't do it alone because the enemy wants to isolate you, and you can't, ha- you know, you're you're gonna it's gonna be hard. So. I agree with that, um, but there's going to be time, 100%, but there's going to be yeah. times when you are alone, and I think that's what faith is. Mm. You know, you have a personal call to follow Jesus, regardless of whether it's hard, and I think that's tough, man. And the fact that it's hard, let it be an encouragement to you in that Jesus, you know you're following Jesus then, because he said that. Mm, that's you good, know, if man. they hated the master, they'll hate you. You think I've come to bring peace, I've come to bring the sword, meaning people are going to be against you, and of course it's hard, and that's why a lot of the church today doesn't do it. Because it's hard. You're going to get flack, and sometimes even within the church. But here's the thing. 
you know, work as for the Lord. You're pleasing him and he's proud of you. And there's going to be a day when you, when you get to hear him tell you how proud he is of you for mm-hmm. doing that. Um, and you're setting culture as a testimony to other people. And you never know just you doing that. And in fact, I know right, is a testimony and the testimony points people to Jesus. So stay encouraged. You're doing the right thing. It's awesome, man. Um, oh yeah, you're up. Says next question. Jesus is called rabbi throughout the gospel. We should learn from him, but so many people just learn from him instead of viewing him as their teacher. Because there is a difference between simply learning from him and calling him a teacher or even your teacher, how can we learn from the teacher? How are you learning from him? Do you view him as your teacher? I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't really understand the question. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't. Um, And and if I'm honest, I feel like it's almost like you're very, and I'm not upset when I say this, but you're, you're trying to ask something of us that you're, but you don't want to offend us, right? Mm. Of us specifically. Yeah. It almost feels very aimed at us specifically, um, which maybe it is, but I don't understand the question. So uh, I'll just kind of go from how can we learn from the teacher? We read his word and we pray. You got to read the Bible and we got to and be in prayer mm. and do the things he said. Go to church, you know, be in community, all the things that God tells us to do. Do what Jesus did. Uh, how are you learning from him? I'm trying to do that. <clears throat> do you view him as your teacher? Yeah, I do. Mm. I view him as Lord more than that, right? And That's being obedient. Mention but he is a rabbi. He is our teacher. Mm-hmm. Like we we learn how to do things by him and through him and by his example. So, mm. yeah, because it almost makes me think about like from that second sentence, like, but so many people just learn from him instead of viewing him as their teacher. Like, do you think maybe they're almost like saying like they are like some people will just learn, but then some people would view him as Lord. Like maybe like that would. Fit I better. think they were very specific about the word teacher. Man. Mm. I think they would have said Lord. I yeah. think I think it's kind of a similar concept of Lord versus my Lord, but it said it's. Sorry to cough in that, guys. Um, you know, I, I get. I guess I kind of get the sense of like, oh yeah, he's a guy who has good things to teach versus he is teaching you specifically. Mm. <clears throat> gotcha. You but know, yeah, he is our teacher individually too, like our rabbi. So mm-hmm. that's a good question. I, yeah, uh, I would need it filled out a little bit more. If I'm honest, to answer it fully, but that—that's the way I would answer it. I don't know how you feel. But. Uh, I 100% agree with you. You know, uh, you know, I am learning from Jesus. I've learned so much from Jesus. Um, There's definitely things I don't do. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I just don't. Absolutely. And and I yes, I will agree with what Todd said too. Like, I definitely view him as teacher. 100. <clears throat> percent Yeah. Yeah, but again, that's what I mean. Their version is not teacher. Your teacher. See, they're, they're differentiating. So I'd be curious to know, what, what do you mean by that? What do you think? I guess if you're wa- listening or watching, I, I think it's a well-thought question. I'm just having trouble understanding. Mm-hmm. What do you think the difference is between viewing them as teacher and your teacher so that we can answer it better? Ah. All right. <clears throat> Good question. Uh, oh, boy. Got to find where <laughs> Weird question. Oh, never mind. Wrong part. Uh, it seems you guys, like most of us, struggle with being and feeling encouraged. How can we, Pod Squad listeners, encourage you? Please don't feel selfish or whiny. Sometimes we need to tell people how they can love us and ask them from time to time to love us. I mm. love you guys. Well, first off, thank you so much for even like taking that into consideration. You know, I, I would say, like for me, you know, one thing we kind of again we kind of discussed this earlier, like how like you know we've had problems with consistency at times, and like you know we've had like this weird vibe and stuff, but like. One thing that does encourage me is seeing people share this and like seeing people like, you know, uh, interact with the show. Like that is encouraging to me because it it shows me that people are wanting to watch it and wanting to like they want it and they're going to take something from it, you know. Mm -hmm. So to me, at least as you know, as far as the pod squad, um, you know, share it, 
let me know somehow that you're listening. Yeah, I like that too. I like to know that it encourages you. Otherwise, we don't do this for us. I can tell you that right now. So to yeah. know that it's impacting people's lives and hearing kind of testimonies of how it has really does help. Yes. Whether that's in the comments, whether it's to see a lot of views, you know, you sharing. I said this earlier, sharing with someone and, and maybe acting like you're not embarrassed to listen to the show, but that you believe it has benefits to other people, which mm-hmm. is kind of showed in your sharing. And, yes. You know, specifically with people too, not just general, though I think that's cool. <clears throat> like, you know. Like, you know, like, 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 anyway, you're up. <laughs> Le- <laughs> Leviticus 16, 7 and 8 uh, says, why would God spend a, send a goat out to the desert for a demon? Yeah, this has to do with uh, the Old Testament, exactly what we talk about this, as far as sacrifices. They bring two goats. When they dedicate to the Lord, they actually kill this goat um, because something has to die for the shedding of skins, and then they put their hands on the other one, and it's like the sin symbolically of all the people of Israel was on this goat, and they released it into the wild, so it's away from them, right? Huh. Um, <clears throat> now, when they say demon, it doesn't... <clears throat> it says send out to the wild places. Now, in some translations, they'll say this word Azazel, which is, in Jewish mythology, sort of a demon of wild place or something. Mm-hmm. I think we need to look at that less. It's not for the demon. It's like saying, we're re- this sin is not of God, so we're releasing it out into the wild, you know, into the... <clears throat> <clears throat> the evil kind of right, yeah. Like to, to go out, so it's more I think symbolism of of that sin being cast out of them and into the place of evil. That makes sense. Yeah, for that lack, makes for sense. lack of a better word. Um, it's actually kind of like a powerful image. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, <laughs> good question though. Yeah. I like that people read stuff and like not don't just accept it, but actually go, man, what did that mean? That's oh, really absolutely, cool. especially good, in like Old Testament stuff because it can be like. That can be confusing sometimes. Oh, absolutely it can. <laughs> so many times it's I honestly, have to research. It's honestly probably why I tend to read New Testament more than Old Testament, because mm. I'm like, man, this is hard to, this is hard to grasp. Oh, yeah. Weird question. When I was younger, a lady told me that she does not allow her kids to watch horror movies like The Exorcist because it invites spirits into her home. Mm-hmm. That has always stuck with me. So I get so uneasy when my husband watches horror movies. <laughs> How do you guys feel about scary movies with demonic presence in them? Is mm. there any truth to what the lady shared with me as a child? It's a great question. Um, not a weird question at all. Um, so <clears throat> here's the thing. We, we've kind of discussed, like, media before, and, like, you know, I think people have asked us about, you know, like, horror themes before in the past. And, like, you know, for those of you that know us, we actually really enjoy, like, horror horror things because of the plot and the, the story, and it's really good stuff. And, like, I don't know, it's just different from most other cinema and whatever. So anyways, do I think that... Um, do I think it's bad? It can be just like it can be safe, like alcohol or somebody. You have to follow your own convictions. Um, if you if you think that you know you can't handle that and like it's going to mess with your faith, you shouldn't watch it. Um, yeah, that's kind of what I have for that. Yeah, man, I think there's certain movies that I don't watch. I'm gonna tell you mm-hmm. right now. There's a movie out right now that like there's a small part of it's intrigued by it because I do think sometimes scary movies have twists and stuff you can't figure out. But like, yeah, there's certain movies, man, that. Super demonic stuff that I don't watch. I don't watch it, and the reason being is I don't feel comfortable in my spirit, right, to do that. That's true. So <clears throat> whether or not it allows, I'm always kind of, I don't know. I'm, I think if you believe that and you allow that to cause that kind of fear, uh, you know, or it causes you a kind of fear, I can understand why we feel that way. I don't, yeah. you know, one of the, I don't know. This is where I kind of branch off from people. Um. Again, I think you should be able to be into convictions, like AJ said. Mm-hmm. There's certainly things I genuinely don't watch because I do think it crosses the line of almost a cultish. That being, and we're not to do that. That being mm-hmm. said, um, you know, we have authority in Christ, and we can That's pray, right. and we don't need to live. It's not like equal here. Evil and good are equal, and then, you know, 
you're saved. You don't need to live in fear ever. That's but good. If dude. you feel like stuff's happening or some of these movies are going into that territory, then yeah, I can understand being, you know. Oh, sure. You know, like I know, like personally, like there's, there's been some, like you said, there's been some things like we've decided not to watch because mm-hmm. we're like, you know what, like that, I think that is crossing the line. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, I like that you added that because, you know, a, a, a top, you know, from your own personal convictions, it probably is just like a, a line. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe, and some people can probably watch that. So, you know, there are people that can't watch violence because it, it affects their faith, right? Yeah. And for me, and that sounds terrible, maybe it's wrong. I, it doesn't really affect in a movie too much. I mean, that's, there is some stuff that I, I don't understand why you'd watch it. But I can yeah. definitely understand having some imagery put in your head and stuff that you don't want in there. True. And making you afraid. And anything that puts you, like, not afraid, like I'm scared, I'm supposed to be, but I mean, truly spiritually afraid, right? Afraid of something. That's not a good place to be. No. Hopefully that makes sense without sending too Christianese. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, it's my turn, question. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's I my turn, so. right? Okay. If someone got leprosy while fighting in a battle in the Old Testament times... Would they have been sent away from battle because they were unclean, or would they still be allowed to fight? No, they would not be allowed to fight. We have this example in the Old Testament where I think his name's Naaman or Nalum. I'd have to look it up, but he's a general that got leprosy. He ends up getting cured, um, but he <clears throat> he wouldn't have been able to lead them anymore if he hadn't gotten cured of it. So, no, unclean is unclean. You can't mm. be with the you can't be with people and be unclean. Like be with. Because you could spread that, right, by touching them. Quote, the unclean. And if you were in, like, what does unclean mean, Todd? They believe that sin kind of transferred, right? And and, uh, and we can look back and see why even God called some of that, because leprosy was contagious. Yeah. Right? I think, I believe so. We found I out believe today. it was. Yeah. So, no, they would not. Mm. Um, or at least not with the whole army, right, together with people. <clears throat> Yeah, it makes sense why they would they would pull some away like out of that. It makes sense. A lot of questions, bro. <laughs> no, not that. Sorry, I forgot the name. Oh yeah, you're fine. Uh, what do you do when the person you thought you could trust the most betrays you, or it feels like they betrayed you? Mm. That's hard, man. Um, you know, <laughs> you got to do what the Bible tells you to do. You have to go to them. You have to express this hurt. Um, and you know you got to be open to you know the situation you know if you feel betrayed like that that's that's deep and like that that is very cutting and like mm. you know if you let that simmer you know if, if you let that sit by yourself like that's gonna put a lot of bitterness in your heart mm-hmm. um so you you have to go to this person no matter how uncomfortable it is um and and tell them you know what's going on and you know whatever happened that you need to let them know like this deeply hurt me like it felt like betrayal <laughs> Yeah, so. betrayal is a powerful word. Yes, I agree very with powerful. him completely. Mm-hmm. Don't talk to him, and then at the end of the day, also you may have to forgive. Mm. And, um, you know, you should forgive. Absolutely, if, if they seek repentance. You know, I don't know. It's again, we don't know a lot here, <clears throat> but yeah, you want to seek that, right? What's the best case scenario that can come of that? That this gets healed, mm-hmm. restoration and stuff. Yes. <clears throat> so the next question, <clears throat> oh boy. was a video. Mm-hmm. Um. And the gist of it was there is a there's a specific verse the fasting one right prayer and fasting. I, I believe so and it's yeah. missing it goes from verse like twenty one to twenty three in some Do you versions. Remember the section I was about to go into it right now to pull it up real quick, <clears throat> um, but yes, it's interesting because I did look myself and I saw that um, yeah it it was missing. Oh, sorry, I'm going to turn this volume down. Matthew seventeen twenty one. 
So yeah, it's it's Matthew seventeen twenty one, and they uh, it's essentially just a video. Uh, this couple has two Bibles. One is a modern standard version. Um, I can't remember what version it is right off the top of my head, but then they also have a like a, like a King James one, and 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 the new one it's missing a verse. Like it goes, it actually goes like from like twenty one to twenty three, I believe. Mm. Oh, it just adds it goes or, from twenty to twenty two. Twenty to twenty two. That's what it is. Yeah. So yeah, the, I guess the and then the question is is uh. It says, I saw this video and even went to look at the version I read, and I was shocked by this. What do you guys think of this, and does your everyday version leave this verse out? Yeah, I need to check and make sure I'm reading what they're talking about real quick. Yeah. By time. Yes, <laughs> my, my, my initial thought, like I'll, I guess I'll give my thoughts. Yeah. Um, my initial thought was, is it strange that, that there's a literal number missing? Sure, a little bit. But um, my, my initial thought was, is... Because I did read through it, and I thought that they just kind of added it into, I believe it's 20. Like, I think they added what 21 would have said in 20. Um, now, and I guess I can see why they maybe they wouldn't have added a new like number. Like, they would have went from 20 to 21, because I think they would have thrown off the rest of the entire book. <laughs> so I can see why they'd maybe skip over that and go to 22. But that's just my initial thought that I had. Um, so... I don't know, man. It, it, I can see why it could be a little shocking because you're like, well, you know, are you know, is the modern, the modern standards of these Bibles and these these versions like, are, are they trying to, you know, they try to trying to cover something up? Like, no, I don't, I don't think that's the case, man. Especially being what what the context is and what it's about. Like, I don't think that's the case. Um, you are right. It is about fasting. Um, I believe it's like it talks. If I remember correctly, it talks about like power, like the power and fasting. Essentially, I think that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, I believe it's like take things through, take all things through prayer and petition and fasting. Is that what it is? <laughs> that, that they yeah, that they leave um, out. <clears throat> it's kind of a complicated thing here yeah let me explain because i'm not great explaining essentially a couple things it's not in the best man earliest manuscripts Um. best manuscripts that section and secondly it was probably a translation error because it's sort of related to matthew or mark i'm sorry 9 29 Mm -hmm. in which he says um and he told them this kind can come out but nothing but prayer right and the others add in fasting the only difference is fasting so um it's it's hard to explain. I need to yeah. probably do a whole question on this. So I'm going to come back. So I'm going to put a pin in this and come back to this question. Sure. Because we're, we, we're running out of time, and I want to, in order for me to explain it, it'll probably take like a few minutes because I need to explain a few other things, right? Yeah. Like as far as translation and, because um, I don't want to give you a fluff answer, which sure. is what I would have to do if I took like 30 seconds to answer this, and I because I think you have a genuine question. I will encourage you, don't be worried, don't be scared, don't listen to that fear-based thing of like it's some sort of they're trying to cut it out. Yeah. That's not the case. Agreed. But we'll talk about that um, in a er, later episode or on live, and maybe yeah. if you, I get a hold of you guys or something. All right? Mm-hmm. Great question. I'll come back to it. I, I just see it would take more time than we have right now. Yep. Okay. Um, it's a really good question, though. <clears throat> cool. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Thank we're, you. we're knocking them out, man. What do you think... About the end of time. I've been thinking about it, and it seems around the world a lot of the prophecy that Revelation is from Revelation is coming true. For example, mm. the Euphrates River. 
So here's the thing. Um, I can get caught up. Me personally, Fraser River drying up. I think they're referring to. Yes. Um, you know, I can get caught up in in you know the idea of like the end of the world and how like it's interesting with all the different theories out there and all this different evidence people try to point to and all that and like it's interesting. The thing is, is you know. I heard this a long time ago, and it's and it, it is like it's really helped me with that. Is like we've been in the end time since Christ like died, mm-hmm. like you know, so like and was raised, yeah, yes, and was raised, and so um, you know, he he promised us he was coming back, and he but you know we don't know when, you know, it could be mm-hmm. it could be ten minutes from now, it could be you know thousands of years from now, you know, we don't know, um, but that is the reason why. I think that it's good to keep the end times in mind is that it should push you to tell people the gospel um, more than what you do now because you should treat it as if it could happen tomorrow. It's good. Um, you know, you, there's a lot of people out there that are dying, you know, and that they don't know the gospel. They don't know Jesus, you know, or maybe they think they know him and they really don't, you know, and they haven't put their faith in him. You know, we know that there is an end coming and we mm-hmm. know what their fate is mm-hmm. if they don't put their f- faith in Jesus. So, like, you know, use use the idea of the end times coming to, you know, prof, pro, what's what's that? Profess profess the gospel. Yeah, yeah profess the gospel to others. Or, uh, preach the gospel. Yeah, profess preach the gospel yeah, to others. Yeah, I think it'd be mm-hmm. so. That's, good, that's what man. I got for that. I think it's really good, and I think we're probably coming to the end here, if, like time wise, is answering questions, Dave. We've given a pretty good. Oh, well, solid episode. chunk, man. <laughs> so um, we have a few more. We'll get we'll get those out again. I'm not going to promise. Maybe it'll be a bonus one. Maybe we'll just do it next week. But mm-hmm. keep the questions coming. This is what we like. Yes, and absolutely. the only reason we went really long today with that is to try to you know catch up because we missed a few weeks. So mm-hmm. guys, we do see all the questions. We are going to answer them. We that's love right. you so much. We're so th- so thankful to be able to do this show and spend time with you every week. Genuinely, that's how we view it. You got yes. anything you want to say, man? Love you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It's decently long, so hope you guys can... Uh, oh, it's long. Oh, yeah, it's long. It might be the longest one we've ever done. Mm-hmm. So um, hope you guys like it. You know, lots of good questions answered, um, and just I really like our conversation from earlier, man. I think it's really good. So if, I hope you guys get something from it. Please share it. Share it with a friend. Share it on your, your social media. And uh, like, you know, one of the questions asked is, how can you encourage us by doing that? So thank you guys so much. Love y'all. Fun turn. You got anything? I'm back, I'm back. Well, I have only one thing to tell you. Please share, like, and leave a review. We really need the reviews. That's another thing that we can see, and it does definitely encourage us, and it also gets us out there. So it also uh, gets the uh, bots that are on whatever thing you're watching or um, listening to this on to go, oh, well, people actually like this. I should push this to more people. So please Mm. leave a review and... Give us a five-star rating. And if you didn't like the show and you want to give us a low-star rating, you know, do it like your mama told you. If you don't got nothing nice to say, just go ahead and skedaddle. <laughs> Get yourself a pastrami sandwich or something. Have a great day. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever had pastrami. Anyway, <laughs> love you guys so much. We appreciate you. And most importantly, God loves you. Mm. Um, and God wants to have a relationship with you. So if you're listening to this, you're not a Christian. Yeah. I mean, you're with him or you're against him. And... Excuse me, even right now he's reaching out to you uh, to to love you and save you, right, from yourself and from sin, man, because it's a real thing. Right. Other than that, we hope you guys have a great day, and God bless you. Yeah.